Welcome to the NEPA Scene Podcast. This is episode 28. We're coming to you from the Stude at 258 Studios in Scranton. I'm Rich Howells. I'm the founder and editor of NEPA Scene. I'm Lauren Carlico, and I'm really glad to be out of this storm at the moment. <laughs> I'm Mark, and I really didn't even notice it. I'm just kidding. I noticed it, but I just don't want to act fearful. Okay. All right? I won't make you scared of the storm, even I am though there's a tornado. I'm not afraid... Well, There's a tornado coming. There's a warning. On the on the on the I think it's iPhone, still I gotta watch. go. The iPhone app said, um, <laughs> "Seek shelter immediately." Sharknado, I heard. That's the third one's coming out soon. It's gonna be great. So we're going to die with the uh, guys from uh, <laughs> oh. Loyalty uh, Barbershop and Shave Parlor. Uh, we have uh, three gentlemen here with us. Uh, why don't you guys introduce yourselves? I'm James Simon. I'm Brian Ardella. Anthony Ranella. Uh, so we're going to talk about uh, uh, loyalty and uh, hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all the they, they actually brought us uh, some of their uh, delicious beer. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about all kinds of really cool stuff. Uh, first, we'll get into uh, what we have going on on the site. Uh, we, we announced the uh, winner of the uh, Culture Shock uh, Free Music and Art Fest uh, logo contest. Um, we, we, me and Mark and uh, Corey Wolf of uh, Everyone You Know Entertainment uh, picked the winner yesterday. It's really cool. It's a, it's a logo with a, like an eye in it. It's, it's really neat. Um, it's one of those ones that you, uh, you look at and you kind of get an initial reaction and then you, uh, you look at it a little more and there's a little more going on. It's, it's pretty cool. It's a very deep logo. It is. It's got you a lot know. going on there. That's cool. And but it's simple at the same time. It's very clean. It and we looks also good because, on a t-shirt. Because, of, uh, because NEPA, is, it's, there's that saying where it's like you're either related to somebody or you know them. Right. So we, we made a, a, a point to not look at any names of anybody who did anything. So that's how we went into the logos was completely that's blind. That's really smart. Oh, that's yeah. very fair. You look at anybody's names. Yeah, just, we just, just looked at the images. Totally objective, because I mean, considering like all the things that we do and all the people that we know, it's like you're bound to come across somebody that you know doing something. That's why I couldn't. Sure. Watch. And then we we ended up afterwards, you know, when we looked at who it was. Yeah, we looked and we're like, there was a bunch of them that were yeah. like, oh yeah, we know that person. So we're. <laughs> Good so thing yeah, we tried to stay as impartial as possible. Yeah, and we did end up picking somebody that uh, none of us knew. I think Corey uh, met him once. He said uh, a long time ago, but otherwise, uh, you know, we didn't know who he was local. Yeah, yeah. well, the uh, to be eligible for the contest, you had to be local. Uh, there actually was a guy from I think Maryland said, or something, <laughs> yeah. Virginia maybe, yeah, Maryland, Dick something guy. like that. That that uh, he didn't read the rules and sent one in anyway. So you know, <laughs> nice try, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. No, no, it wasn't bad. But you know, you didn't read the rules, so you know, sorry. But. Um, uh, let's see. We've got lots of photos. We got photos from uh, NEPA Palooza, uh, from Josh Ritter and Barnstar at the Kirby Center, uh, from Darius Rucker and uh, Brett Eldridge at uh, Toyota Pavilion. I only want to be with you. Sorry. <laughs> I don't think he did that one. <laughs> yeah, he's doing his country thing now. Such a shame. He can do Wagon Wheel, but he can't do Hootie songs. Yeah, know. yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't quite understand the appeal either way. But you know, he did Wagon Wheel. Wait, what's wrong with Wagon Wheel? Well, oh, the song it's a shame is great. That he was he did it. That oh. he right. did it because he's shitty. But <laughs> <laughs> that's why I say I, I don't. I don't understand the appeal either way. But I mean, he's got a Do great you like voice. Hootie, but no, eh. oh no, never happened to. Mm-mm. All right, it's kind of it's one of those things that like it, it wasn't bad the first 
10,000 times you heard it, but on the 10,000 and first, you're like, all right, fuck this guy. I'm really, really sick of this. Well, it's not his fault. It's the radio stations. Well, yeah. Corporate. But I'm just saying. It's not fault. Well, still. I wish my song was in played 10,000 times somewhere. (laughs) Do you have a song? I don't, no. That's why I wish it was played. (laughs) Because I'm a, whatever, just keep going. Uh, Let's see. A bunch of announcements. NEPA BlogCon is uh, scheduled for... Uh, September 12th at uh, e- in East Stroudsburg University, which is a change of venues this year. Uh, Chris Cornell from uh, Soundgarden is uh, doing his solo acoustic tour. Yeah, it's coming, go? coming to the Kirby Center. I'm definitely going to that. I want to go. When solo? Chris Cornell. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I would go to that. Oh, for he's sure. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, fucking right. Yeah, so I'm excited good. for that. Better not interfere with Halloween. He's a legend. He's not going to interfere. It's like the second week of October oh, or something. Oh, okay. That's close enough. Yeah. We should all go. We should get a van. <gasps> I and have a van. van. <laughs> Simultaneous. We are going in your van. <laughs> Sounds good. Where are we going, Chris Cornell? We'll, we'll, I'll make sandwiches. Can you tailgate in Wilkesbury? <laughs> Does that suck? Probably I don't shot. know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know where you would tailgate. Uh, can you? Walmart? I, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, do, you don't. There's a couple, like, what, like Rodano's is there or, or whatever. Yeah, there's like really no place around there to be like, hey, we're going to go this... And there's not really. There's a. Oh, I park. I went to see the Avid Brothers like ten years ago, and I think I, we parked in a parking garage and had a couple beers, but it was weird and scary. You know. Yeah. If like, you want to get like, fucked up at Wilkesbury, you do it in an fucking alley or a parking tribe garage. down there. You know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Where do I drink openly? This alley. Come with me. I think we can go under some power lines. That's technically public property. Is it really? Technically. Yeah. All right. You can pitch a tent and camp there overnight. <laughs> completely legally for the most part what yeah i think it's considered bdu i'm not sure exactly what the the right she slept Uh, under many a power line do you remember when you sleep under power lines when you were a kid no Uh, you don't know that joke eat paint chips tommy boy (laughs) you ever saw tommy boy no your poor child this is over this interview is over (laughs) this interview yeah (laughs) everyone leave i butchered a deer once it's not the same as chris ford how is that that remotely (laughs) what what the fuck does that have to do with anything (laughs) Have Wouldn't you, you like had, to know? Have you ever had pasta? I like tuna. I like, like turtles. What? I like turtles. <laughs> I like turtles. <laughs> All right, keep moving past Rucker. Sorry, I don't have any uh, Chris tur- Cornell. I don't have any turtles content. Uh, let's see. We have we have some stuff on Eye and Attraction because uh, they're going to be headlining tomorrow night at uh, the NEPA Scenes Got Talents. The last one, one last week, right? Yeah, yeah. They they did a, an acoustic set, which is very rare for them because they're usually very. Uh, uh, high energy rock music so it was interesting yeah. to see them you know take their songs and 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 do a, an acoustic set which uh, how'd it go I was out of town they did like last minute uh, well the video is online if you want to check it out okay. it's, it's on the site um, so yeah they're, they're going to be uh, tomorrow night and then there's uh, one more winner before the finals on June 23rd so um, how do people go to the finals uh, well you can get tickets for uh, 10 bucks you can either get them in advance at Thirsty's or you can uh, just get them at the door uh, but it's June 23rd it's a Tuesday it's uh, 7 o'clock and uh, it's the 12 winners from the last 12 weeks uh, facing off against each other for the grand prize are they getting like one shot or two shots like most people it's, go up there and do like, do like you know 
they all five get five to seven minutes. Or? They're all going to get about ten minutes, and then uh, they're going to go. They, they're going to instead of uh, the last time we we did a showcase, it was uh, just a showcase. We didn't do uh, any big prize at the end or anything like that. So this time we wanted to have it be fair if we were going to give away a grand prize. Uh, so so it's going to be a, a panel of uh, judges, and uh, I think most of them have never seen any of these these performers before. Never mind actually been to one of the events. So um, so they'll they'll be seeing a lot of these performers for the first time so i i, I oh, feel like judges. they'll be fairly imp- impartial oh that'd yeah. be great uh i got i got katie Wisnowski actually uh who's uh, on one of our earlier podcasts from the breaking ground poets uh, she's going to be one of the judges oh school's over that's why yeah, yeah yeah all right so so that'll be cool um and uh, announce the judges in the next week or two yeah yeah well okay. I, i've been waiting for for t to make sure that uh he's got all his ducks in a row because he he asked a bunch of people and he said you know some of them got back to him some of them didn't yet so i want to be sure that we had all the names before we went with you're the, not gonna have an audience of judges are you no no it's like five <laughs> people okay. yeah no it's not gonna be that that big but they're they're all gonna get uh they're all gonna basically come up with a, a number score for each thing like uh you know creativity and uh originality things like that you know from uh, on a scale from one to ten of each of those and then everybody wins what's a trip to cleveland yeah for uh three days two nights it's a trip to the rock and roll hall of fame it's uh uh tickets brewing company great lakes brewing company uh tour of the 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 brewery uh, Indians tickets and uh, then a recording session right here at 25.8 when they come back. What if it's performance art? How the hell do we do oh, that? Oh, and 500 bucks as well. Yeah. And then second place gets and something we'll too, record right? something like the William Shatner album. Has been. Okay. Then we'll make a ballet. It'll be fine. Fuck the winner. Can you do that? Which part? All of it. Yeah. Can you record a, an album and then we'll make a, a spoken, ballet? A spoken word album and then make a ballet out of it? Yes. I can connect all the people that would make no, this No, no, happen. no. You. I, well, okay. I would see that in a heartbeat. Would you really? You That'd would see my, my ballet? New, that would be my new Swan Lake. Absolutely. You don't even watch ballet. I know. The only one I know is Swan Lake, so okay. that'll be my new one. I'm not Tchaikovsky. Well, no, nobody is. There's also no other Laurens, and there's no other Laurens Krolikos who did ballets. But there's William Shatner. And he did a ballet. I think you're cooler. He's Why are you mad at me when I say that you? you I want to compliment call me, you. You can't call me cooler than William Shatner. It's a loyalty barbershop. <laughs> hey, hi. Done with the hey. site. I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess. Laura, I, I guess Laura we was are. Just like choo choo. We're taking this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, that's fine. Yeah, let's go. Uh, so, so yeah, guys. Um, you want to start? How? How? Why? A oh, wow. I saw you guys at the uh, Electric City Tattoo Convention, and you guys are like a legit, like with the sh- straight shaving and everything. It's kind of awesome. You don't see that sort of thing any anymore. Now you do at Loyalty Barbershop. I'd, I'm just, I'm kind of, I'm kind of impressed. Thanks. Thanks. What got you into uh, Barbary? Is or that the word? That's not. Oh, okay. I don't think so. Barbering? That's no, yeah. Barbary. No, that's not. That might be a word, but that's not. That's not the correct right word. Context. I think she was what? a loose correspondent. Jillian Barbary. <laughs> I don't know why I know that. Well, and let, <laughs> let me say this. There, you, you have a lot of people uh, uh, that we've had on the show, uh, you know, for the past, uh, you know, 27 episodes that are all passionate about the arts in one form or another. And, you know, uh, this is kind of an art in itself and, and, uh, it's a very unique kind of art. And, uh, you know, I met you guys a few years ago, uh, to do, uh, do an interview 
And um, the reason that I I'd called you guys up, because I was just struck by the fact that you guys were so passionate about this particular thing that you're doing. And, uh, you know, it's not something that you see across that profession. And it's maybe it's not something you see in, in a lot of professions in general. Like it's just a, a unique kind of passion and, and, and something different that you guys are doing. So uh, so I, I guess the, the, the question is, uh, you know, what 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 drives you where where is that that passion come from what what why are you why are you so passionate about what you're doing jim's i mean probably got the yeah jim's probably got the best answer for i mean this. i know exactly what you're gonna say too. for me it wasn't like you know i i meet a lot of dudes in you know the barber industry that like kind of grew up cutting their friends hair and stuff like that like uh especially like people more from the inner city that I might went to school with or whatever. And that was like a common thing. You know what I mean? They just grew up doing that shit. And then, you know, they would just want to get like legit and get their license and, you know, be able to, you know, have a legitimate business in a shop or whatever in a career. Um, some of the dudes that I met got their license in jail or whatever. It was, you know, like Brian, <laughs> <laughs> like Brian Ardella. And, and, and uh, <laughs> You know, for me, it wasn't like that at all. I already had, I had an engineering degree. I did, I worked for construction companies and engineering companies for like 10 years and I just got the shits of it. And I realized that I had made a mistake, but you know, like as most people, when you're, you know, a kid in high school or even like a year out, two out of high school, you don't know what the fuck you want to do with your life at that point. Like it's impossible to know because you haven't done anything, you know, like you almost have to you know, do some shit to realize what you don't want, you know? So sure. So we say that we talk about this at the shop a lot. How the, how do you possibly ask an 18 year old what you're going to do for the rest yeah, of your life? Kid. They don't know. Yeah, I mean, they're legally an adult, but they don't, they don't know. They haven't really, you know, done anything yet. So I did that for a while and I was just completely miserable. You know, in the beginning it was cool, but then finally, you know, my job changed a little bit and I had nearly 10 years under my belt, you know, and I, I had certifications that I had to pass and all, all that shit. And, you know, the engineering I, and stuff, I had, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was pretty invested. I had, you know, college education and, and a lot of moving and a lot of like, you know, I, I was I lived out of the area for 10 years. I was at, right. down south in North Carolina and I moved, you know, to um, Reading, PA for a while. And then I was, you know, working all over. Doesn't this carpet look like a topo map? And yeah, it does actually. That would be a mountain right there. <laughs> or, a, you know, depending, it could be a yeah. pond. But, um, <laughs> fucking, it totally Where did does. We get these? That's exactly <laughs> what it looks Ikea. like. Ikea. They're, they're thieves. <laughs> so, <laughs> the shooter, huh? <laughs> all right. So you're like Redding and topo. So, whatever. So I, I end up, I, I, That's what I, Redding looks like I was always above. like really, really into all kinds of art i was into music from an early age and you know i was into tat i like when i was like you know five years old i knew i was going to be covered in tattoos from like looking at motley Crue and like old punk bands and shit like that and i was always into like all the arts but i never really had like an art that really struck me and i have like creative i never had like a creative outlet so to speak i played in bands and shit like years ago and uh that all kind of went by the wayside when i pursued my career and you know so long story short i end up i'm at you know pretty deep into my career and i'm kind of like all approaching 30 years old i don't know what I, and i'm like <coughs> dumbfounded i don't know what the fuck i'm gonna do with my life and i'm miserable and uh i meet brian through a mutual friend woody from electric city 
Um, <laughs> and uh, he just liked my Instagram photos. So I'm laughing. He was like, uh, I had just moved back to the area and I was driving. I was literally driving to Reading every month to get my hair cut because in almost 30 years, I had never gotten a good haircut. No matter where I went, I, I always fucking hated my hair. Like I would like, I would, I would come home, like a routine would be come home to like, it never laid right. I would bring pictures. It looked nothing like the picture. It was always fucked up for my whole life. My hair was fucked up. And I just, I, I thought I had fucked up hair. Cause they would tell you that too. Like they tell you that, like when you, when they can't do it, they'll be like, yeah. Oh, well your hair is this or it's that. And you know, you're, whatever I, it it's was like never mechanic it was never good right. yeah exactly it's like right. going to jiffy lube and they come right. out like with the fuck the gloves on and your air cleaner and they're like oh man <laughs> you know and they're just because like you don't you know you, you don't know any better broke yeah, yeah. And, the, and you're like oh fuck well whatever i guess i have shitty hair so i would shave my head all the time like i would get these shitty haircuts and shave my head and i was just it was it was a nightmare and i found this girl in reading um i don't remember her name but um you know, I wish I could talk to her now. Uh, she she was actually like well versed in men's hair. She was a licensed barber as well as a stylist. So she like had the like background to actually do what it was that I was looking for. And I got like the most amazing haircut and I ended up moving back home and I was just I was going back to Reading like every month to get my hair cut. And then I was telling Woody and he's like, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> and, and then he's like, my buddy, Brian just graduated barber school and he just started, you know, at a shop in Archibald. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll go give him a try. And, uh, when I first went there, like I wasn't really used to the like scenario. So I didn't want to be like rude. Cause the dude kind of like snapped me up that, that walked in one of his coworkers. So I, my first haircut wasn't actually with Brian. But Brian kind of recognized me and ended up coming over and, you know, we started shooting the shit. So then I started getting my hair cut by him, ended up being becoming really close friends for like a few years. And uh, then, you know, one day it just dawned on me. I'm like, this is what I need to do. I would like I would go there and hang out because it wasn't like it's not just like where you go and get your hair cut. Like it would be where a lot of our friends still do to this day, like just go and hang out. Like, you know, like you're just there shooting the shit like we are now, you know, so it's like, like communal and familial. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And 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 then uh, even a level above that, it's kind of like dudes hang out like, you know, where where does that exist really? And not in in my culture, like I don't really have any scenario where that's like just like that. You know what I right. mean? Um, unless it's like a hunting camp with my family, which, you know, <laughs> like I'm not really into that. No, that was never really my thing. So you know, it's kind of like a dude's hangout. So I was like, I could totally do this. So one day I just told Brian, I was like, I'm going to barber school or whatever. And kind of had a rocky road going through there. I, 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 you know, eventually ended up in Harrisburg. Uh, I quit my, my job, uh, told my wife at the time, um, divorced now. I, I, I told her, I was like, Oh, you know, I want to be a barber. And, and she was totally cool with it. And uh, I just moved away. It was like that quick. I just like moved away and I didn't have any money. So I had to like go on Craigslist and live. I'm now 30 years old. I'm used to making like really good money. I had like a new truck and a new fucking Harley and a house and all this shit. And I just sold all my belongings. And then I was like living in this fucking shithole in like mid midtown Harrisburg where there was like no heat. It was the middle of winter. I had pictured Jim like we would speak on the phone. And I had pictured him like 
shivering with newspapers for blankets. <laughs> yeah, it was. How like, are you? Like, like the movies. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking terrible, man. But you know what? Like, I'm, I'm watching the neighbor across the street's TV. <laughs> I did have a TV. I didn't have heat, but I did have a TV. But what I didn't have, you had a crazy landlady. I didn't have was a shower. What? She had a cloth foot bathtub, and I didn't want to take a bath because that's fucking weird. I don't. No, I haven't taken a. <laughs> Listen, I haven't. Well, I rented a room off of a lady who had a house, and she was really sweet. And but taking a bath, there was no, there was no shower, and I didn't, you know. But it was so cheap that it was the only thing that I could afford. So I'm like, all right, I'll deal with it. So you know, I just, I I just made it work, and I got uh, (laughs) a, I got a, a membership at Planet Fitness, and it was like ten bucks a month, and they were probably like, the the guys were probably so disgusted. Like I would come in every morning, they're like. I didn't work out. I would just go in <laughs> and I would fucking take a shower and like just leave or I'd grab a bagel on the way out the door or whatever and go to barber school. And they, they'd they be like, really? Like, th- he's already here. Like, well, that's the hardest part is getting to the gym. And I still wouldn't fucking work out. <laughs> like, like, I would just t- take a shower and leave. And, uh, you know, but I ended up it, it ended up being the greatest thing I ever did. Like, like the, what I was doing before just didn't work. I was stressed all the time. And like, it was so corporate. They'd give me a hard time. And like here, like, I love the environment where, you know, we do have artistic input. Like I can just kind of do what I want to do. You know what I mean? Like some people don't have anything. One of my favorite things is when people say, do whatever you want. Like, cause I could just look at them and just like do whatever I want. And that's amazing to me. It's creating and it's on a, such a small scale that like, you know, every half hour, or every hour I'm like doing something different. And it's not like, you know, I have a huge um, appreciation. I have so many friends that are tattooers and I, I can't imagine like having every single thing that you do be permanent and forever because it's pretty scary. That's fucking scary. Like yeah. my learning curve, like I, you know, in barber school and shit, like you fuck people up all the time, you know, like <laughs> learning, you're pushing yourself and learning how to do it. You know what I mean? Like to have that record there all the time. So like, you know, I, I used to think, you know, how great would it be if you could draw on tattoo? Cause like I've it's just been in tattoos for so long, but like, right. Like I'm completely comfortable with what we do. Like I, I love what I do. You know what I mean? And I kind of like stumbled into something that, you know, it's just perfect. It's a perfect fit. Like I wouldn't do anything else. I wouldn't wish for anything else. Like that's it. Like, you know, and I, and at the time, like when, when I decided to do it, it was just kind of like, I didn't know what was going to happen. Like kind of like I took an oath of poverty at that point. I was just like, got rid of all my shit and I didn't know where the fuck I was going to be working. Or I didn't even, at that point I didn't really have a job. Like I didn't know what I was going to do, you know? And I just kind of like, yeah, whatever. As long as at least I'll be happy. At least I'll like be able to pay my bills. And, you know, I don't need a new car and shit like that. Like, I'll just figure it out. And well, how did well, how did you guys get started? And how does how do you how did you fit into the equation? Well, coming back when I ended up when I, I was I had a couple other plans. And finally, um, I decided uh, actually my our old uh, partner, Joey, that that passed away. Um, it was uh, a few years ago in February. He called me up one day and it was it was Brian and Joe working for the previous owner of the shop in Archibald. And uh, he called me up and he was like, you know, why don't you come work here? He's like, what what, what else are you going to do? Like, he just basically like talked me into it. You know, <laughs> he's like, what, what are you going to what are you going to go fucking work at a chain where you wear cargo shorts and 
baseball caps and watch football all day? Is that what you're going to do? Like, it's like breaking my balls. <laughs> Is that a I'm, soft sell? Yeah. And I was just like, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I guess you're right. So I kind of like had a thought that I was like, I was like going to go cut my teeth for a little bit and like work with these dudes and work. I have a, a buddy that we had like, you know, a plan. We we're going to move out to California and he's a tattooer and he actually did move out to California. And, uh, you know, I was just going to go like, you know, get my my skills honed and uh, move out to San Francisco with him. And uh, I was only probably about seven months in and uh, we got the opportunity to uh, buy the business from the previous owner in Archibald um, because he was looking to get out. He had some health problems and some issues going on and, you know, he was barely ever there anymore at all. Um, so the way that it worked out, it was like, I just couldn't, not do it you know it was like two of my best friends and you know doing something that i love and being having some input and actually now being able to have like influence on like what we do like and and how it looks and 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 how it's run and like it was just so it was a hard phone call i had to tell my buddy because i was like 100 percent. i'm like we're moving to california like because a lot <laughs> right. of people say shit like that but i was like 100 percent. like i yeah. was, totally was and then i had to call him and be like oh dude i'm you know i'm sorry but you know i'm gonna stay in Scranton, you know, like, it sounded like, oh, a, like a shitty, you know, but it, it, you know, he understands now and we're still like fucking really close, but he ended up going for it just alone and he's, he's doing good out there. But, um, so what know, was it? What was it like making that where you're like, uh, yeah, fuck, I'll buy it. We, it was, it was a pretty, pretty easy decision to make because, you know, we, we both, all me, Brian and Joe really had like a lot in common. We didn't really disagree about anything. Like we just had the same vision and the same taste and the same work ethic and the same mentality and like the same style. Like we were into the same shit. It was just it was like it it was meant to be. It was just so simple. You know, we didn't have to think about anything. It wasn't like I never worried about like anything from that point i was like yeah totally i'll sign a contract right now forever like with these dudes like i'm fucking <laughs> down you know so you know, unfortunately you know you know joe joey was gone far too soon but uh you know he got sick and that was that was completely devastating for us and you know his family and and his his lovely girlfriend and everybody involved like he, he was just loved by so many people and it was just absolutely devastating so it was a really hard time but you know people really pulled together and like it was like we had a lot of support from all the customers and our friends and stuff like that and it was like was that after you was that after you guys purchased yeah was it when he got sick yeah <clears throat> yeah it wasn't even it wasn't even uh we didn't even have it a year you know um that's we, fucking brutal. Yeah. Yeah. We got it in like February and he got sick in around, around September, September October. What year, was, what year did you guys buy it? Um, 2012. I remember all this. Yeah. Wow. That's heavy. Yeah. And, you know, like it was when we started, it was, well, when I went there, it was basically, you know, Brian and Joe working every day. And then I was the third. And then, you know, less than a year we had the business and it was less than a year that he got sick. And then like there was just so many fucking turbulent 
fast moving, crazy shit happening the whole time. But, you know, now we have. Right now we have it's two shops with eight full time barbers, and that's fucking crazy to think about. Well, especially since, you know, <laughs> you're like, I'm going to give away all my I'm going to sell all my shit. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Like, I totally I think it was like. You know, when you stop giving a shit about that, because if I ever like really sat down and thought about like, I mean, is that what it was Was on paper? If I sat down and said like, okay, well, I'm losing, you know, the X amount of dollars a year and I'm not going to be able to have this and this like, you know, that would have been and I did. And I I decided to just say, fuck it, like whatever happens, happens. But, you know, we're able to make a decent living better than I, I thought we would do, you know. So it's it's cool now. But what know? made you get into that original, in, into architecture and engineering, and then being like, because like, there had there had to have been a moment in there where you're like, I don't think I want to do this. Yeah, it wasn't so much the job itself because I was always really good at math. Like I had like, you know, from like junior high, I had like my mom dug out like math awards and stuff like that. And I was always you like, were a math athlete. Yeah. That was always, <laughs> yeah, totally. Cause I wasn't an athlete. That's for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was really, really good at math. So it seemed like it was just made sense, you know, to get in something engineering based. So I did that. And then like, it was, it came easy to me and it was interesting. The, the job I did was really interesting. And then after a while, like it was, it wasn't the job itself and it wasn't what I did on the day to day. It was like the corporate structure that just, fucking crushed me you know like it was, was it was it the people who were like we know what we're doing better than you do and you're like you're not in the in the muck of it yeah well yeah it wasn't yeah yeah totally it was a lot of that like you know just because of their title or whatever and then <laughs> like you know i always had to i always had kind of like an x on my back because anytime i would start a new company like just because i was you know i looked different and it's stuff like I mean, that. You had tattoos by then, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. I was, was really, that what it was? I was heavily was tattooed like, by then. Yeah, and, and they like, they would make you like they would tell me and they'd be having like, these awkward fucking meetings where they'd be like, mm, you know, you need to like uh, wear a a long sleeve shirt if you're going to go to meet a client. We'd appreciate it. Yeah, but can't you didn't know? you retort with you knew what I looked like before you hired me? Yeah, but then <laughs> they ended up changing the handbook because of that. Like they rewrote Wait, you, the handbook. You single handedly, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because they were like, you know, you can't. You know, the, the new handbook stated because they never had to deal with it before that. Right. No, but nobody in that field ever really looked like that. So it didn't matter. So they were like, kind of like, are you need to, you know, there's no hand, neck or face tattoos allowed, you know, in the, in the new handbook because they couldn't stop what I already had, which was like, you know, my arms were covered or whatever. So was it like from this date on? Yeah. <laughs> but you single handedly fucked up the workplace. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. never heard of that. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah, they had to re. Yeah, so, but I, I was good at what That's I did, awesome. though. I was, re- I was, you know, not to be cocky, but I was really fucking good at what I did. So, you know, they weren't gonna like, you know, fire me or anything like that. Like, you know, I was like twenty five, and you know, I, I was running a couple crews. Like, I was still doing office work. I was, I, I like, you know, people are doing it for like twenty years. That were, I was like telling them what, you know. See, but isn't like, you know, like, you know, you and I meet like your business, especially right now is very interpersonal. Oh, totally. Yeah. You know what I mean? But when you when you when you work at a job like that and you have to go meet clients, like eventually it gets interpersonal. Yeah. So it's like, you know, what 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 does the sleeve tattoo matter after like the second visit? Yeah, It never did for me. But I mean, you know, for whatever reason that did you ever go meet a client who was like, I am never speaking to him again because he has tattoos. No, 
No, I think it, people are just so, yeah, just like anything else, people are so fucking afraid of what people are going to think. You know what right. I mean? It's just like their image on the line or like. That's, when I was in beauty school, I had a, a woman, I got called to the counter to cut hair. It was an old chick. She looked at me, blessed herself, and then asked for someone else. No, Aww. she didn't. Did she really? <laughs> yeah, I swear to God. Yeah. We were with <laughs> we'll get to we'll get to that. I just had to throw that in there because it's not relevant later, but it's relevant now. <laughs> and that was before you got tattooed. <laughs> that was just ugly. That was just based on my face. That's that's unfortunately a really good segue for my, my question though. Good. What, can, uh, forgive my ignorance, but what is the difference between a barber and a stylist? And what's barber school versus beauty school? Um, is there a difference? Yeah, there's. A that's few, a long talk. You want yeah. that now, or do you want to? Can you cliff notes it? Yeah, totally. Uh, basically, when I don't know, I have no idea. You know everything else, but I've this. No, I, I know nothing about Jesus uh, c- cosmetology. That's the weird thing about you know the area too, because there's before a couple of years ago there was no barber school in northeastern Pennsylvania at all. So if you wanted it, you had to go. You, you had to go get it. Like the the you know the best one around was in Harrisburg. I went there. Brian went there. You know, our partner in the past, Joe, he went there. Drew. Um, Drew, Drew that we first went there. Our new barber, Anthony, or at Scranton, he went there. Um, yeah, I mean, it was the place to go. It's been open for 30 some years. And the difference is like, you know, and that's a very common question. A lot of people, dudes that come to the shop have no idea all the time, you know, like. Oh, I go to a barber shop in the mall. Yeah, the no, difference. You don't. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, the difference is there okay. Both schools have it's like twelve hundred fifty hours for the curriculum. Um, beauty school twelve hundred fifty hours are focused on you know uh, color, um, you know women's cuts, layered cuts, skin, nails, nails. facials, things of that nature. It's all of that. Okay. Barber school, when we went, I mean, it's changing now where they're putting a lot more cosmetology in. But when we went, it was 1,250 hours of men's hair cutting and straight razor shaving. Oh, that's it. That's all. So right out of the gate, when you get done with school, it's a different test. It's a different curriculum. It's a different license. It's a different school. It's it's like there. The, I mean, the, it's hair. Yes, but it's almost like, you know, like a body man you know, on a, a car guy. or yeah. a transmission guy. Like it's, you're working on a car, but like, it's completely different. Like there's two different Even worlds. The structure was different though. And, you know, in, in this line of work, I think repetition is, you know, the, the mother of all learning. So you, you have to do over and over and over and over. So I remember speaking to a friend of mine who was going to <laughs> beauty school at the time. Um, she was six months into her schooling and uh, she hadn't touched a hair. Ma- yeah, no. yeah, it was all uh, mannequin heads. Really? Yeah. And she, you know, she was asking me about, uh, you know, just some basic questions, clipper cuts, etc. But I, I was blown away that she had never done an actual haircut yet. And I just referenced back to my own schooling. Day one was a, you know, welcome. How are you? Who are you? Day two was here's your equipment. Here's watch some videos. Day three was all right. Let's cut some hair. Now, granted, they were you know pretty basic haircuts and yeah, but at the same no, time, nothing men, too, men aren't very gonna aren't you know gonna be like they know like, when they go to school too. Yeah, when yeah. they're going to a, a barber school, they're not. 
You know right. what I mean? Totally. Because like, I mean, you know. But, but I think that, you know, the whole point was three days. Now everybody, you know, every, for everybody has first day school jitters. Yeah. Nobody expects in three days that you're going to be actually interacting. And I, I think that was kind of the scary part. But, you know, that was also the part that differentiates it in my mind, you know, amongst the curriculum itself. Um <clears throat> how my myself and my friend were totally different and we're both putting in the same amount of time. But if it, it's, it's kind of weird, just, I'm just, I'm doing the math in my head. Cause I'm, I, I'm always thinking about proportions. So in actuality, when you come out of barbershop proportionally, you're, you're better at cutting hair than somebody who leaves beauty school because well, I, they were focused I did like on a thousand, I did like a thousand school. haircuts <clears throat> yeah, when I was, before you even left. Yeah. He did a thousand haircuts in school. I went to beauty school initially. I have both licenses. I have Cosmo and, and Barber, but I, at beauty school, we had seriously, this is no exaggeration, no bullshit, a week of men's haircutting. That's and it. that's hair like out of twelve hundred eighty hours. That's men's hair services. So men's haircutting was probably a day and then it was, you know, talk about some other shit to do with men. Yeah. So Holy in 10 shit. months, and, and I, I don't want to discredit, I happen to be good at men's hair. There's girls yeah. out there. There's guys that have their Cosmo degree that are good yeah. at men's hair. Well, sure. I don't want to discredit them. You know, well, it's a different thing. That's the thing. Yeah, I can't do what my girlfriend's a hairstylist. She's been doing it 13 years. I can't do anything that she does. Right. Because nor would that, you try, though. You know what I mean? She does that and I do this. That's it. You know what I mean? It's two different things. Like, I'm not going to pretend that I can, you know. But on the flip, can she say... She won't just, fucking do anything that I do. Like she just chooses not to. Because if she doesn't, if it's not going to be really good, she she chooses not to do it. Some 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 girls that she's, she's got her shit years, figured out that she's good at, and she kills that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just because I mean that's the amazing thing. It's like no matter what you know, especially like in the disciplines that like you know, if you're a musician or if you're whatever, you know, a musician's not going to be like, you know, oh, I can play the drums too if you can't. You know what I mean? You're True. still playing music. That's a good. True. Yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. How does the common consumer know who to go to if they want to get their hair? They don't. They cut. go somewhere. Look at a port. Uh, we all, what we always like there. to say is, you know, we had a. I think it was the Times interview last time. And it was like I, we, you know, we never. You know, uh, I think everybody shares it out of all of us. Both shops is like just humility. You got to be humble. Like you don't be like, oh, well, I could have fucking killed that. that. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fuck that. Power went out. Fuck that. It, the the proof is in, in in the cuts. Like like, look at them. You know what I mean? Like, well, you guys have books like tattoo shops would have for tattoos. Oh, totally. Yeah, you yeah. have portfolios online. Yeah. Like, you can see numerous cuts of numerous styles of everything that we do for from every chair in both shops before you even go there. So you can see. Like, I've had people come and show me a haircut that I did and be like, I want this. You know what I mean? So, like, if you cat, if you can't see what they do. Why would you go there? What, right. How do you know what it's going to look like? That's the way I look at it. You know what I mean? Like, a fucking not on the spot, obviously. Not, you know, open up a photo album at the place. You right. Know, do your but research. But beforehand, beforehand, if you're going to go, if you want to, you know, if you see somebody with a, with a nice cut and you ask where they went, you could probably get the same cut if you go there. You know what I mean? So, and then, you know, the fact we've never, it was all word of mouth, like any business that we got because of like i've had people say crazy shit like be like we had one they were at the gas station and some guy came up to them and was like where'd you get your haircut and he was in wilkes-barre and the dude drove to archibald and waited like a couple hours for hair no shit to to this day we've never advertised advertised once once. once. on mario's truck truck only because we thought it was so fucking rad that we wanted to be associated with it and he asked us and we're like yeah we'll take a spot on that that." conversation like i said there's a food we didn't we were we were mobbed 
at that time we were super super busy that was when you only had one shop though right yep we were yep. super busy and when he was doing that thing i was like this is awesome so you know we we took an ad on it we wanted to help him out and we just you know thought it was really great so we like to associate with people like that so we were just kind of like yeah, and he okay. was awesome with all this all the all the advertising on that truck was was yeah. all mostly if i'm not mistaken all local yeah yeah you guys yeah, got totally. him on here he's yeah like definitely bullshit. yeah for sure that's your job <laughs> but short of him we never advertised before we never paid for it i mean but you guys you guys are really solid on social media aren't you uh we slack, a we slack a little bit but you know I'd say we post some shit every now and then i wouldn't say but i mean but did initially did a lot of your work come from that or is it strictly like it's it was more because even if you look at our social media it's shit like back in the day like when we were growing like i mean we would get like you know look at the old stuff like the, when it, we first had the page you might get like you know 30 likes or some bullshit yeah. like you know it was never like that people oh you, you you know you made it with social media people say like some other people not so much us but i mean i i have friends that are barbers that do the same thing that push it real hard and they do real good on it it was never a focus of ours we just kind of like put our head down and just like work hard and it there was just so much local support of people that were coming in on referrals you know, from that we an, never... outside, an outside point of view i saw a lot of people you know checking in i know that's that's lame to say but yeah but th that's where i saw a lot of the stuff because everyone yeah. was like loyalty 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 because i was yeah. an outside perspective for a while you know what i mean before i, I noticed got um even in their the earlier years before you know when you were still at best buy and yeah. jim was in school even um i never took photos of my work i never had time to take photos of never even thought about it you know right. it was just kind of a thing where uh you would have lost some business by taking pictures. You would have lost, you know, friends of friends or, and it was just like Jim said, it was just kind of a word of mouth thing. And, and that's pretty much how it spread. I think anyway. Yeah. I just think like, that's the amazing thing. Cause we were talking about the, the girl who cut my hair, but she was working somewhere else. It's, it's weird how like people stay with people. Whoever like does their hair, like oh hell yeah, that yeah. girl you were cutting and yeah. that was cutting your hair in Reading. Like, yeah. If she went somewhere else, you'd be like, where did you go? How many yeah. family doctors do you have? There you go, just one. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. You yeah, know, it's it's not it's so it's not the place. Like the place really doesn't. Yeah, you know what I mean. Even though you guys built like this really familial, you know, yeah. communal environment, you know, a lot of people are there because of you guys. You build a relationship. I mean, yeah. The 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 fact of the matter is, is that you're seeing people in every important thing that they will ever do in their entire life, you're the a person that's going to be there. <laughs> Seriously. Like, no, 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 that's totally true. Think yeah. about it. Like, you know, I've, I've seen it people before their wedding, you know, doing shots with them after hours, you know, uh, you know, uh, doing wedding parties, doing, uh, you know, they have to go for, the first, Christmas, yeah. Easter, all, all the all the, the first the, family, the, the, the religious holidays. That's a huge thing. All the church holidays, Mother's Day pictures, um, engagement photos. And then on the other side of that, you know, their father died. Um, yeah. They are sick. You know, their, 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 their mother died. Their, their wife died. They're going to come to the barbershop before the funeral because they got to look good. Jim, I, I even and not to interrupt you, I, I remember doing a haircut at Harrison's funeral home uh, because it was a good customer and it was his father and he asked. Yeah, but and who that, like, I that did sounds a, and, so and I, personal and, I know Jim and it's did, amazing. Jim was damn near close to what, to the experience I had. Um, it, it's, I it's, had a great customer 
Jim and, will, yeah, he could tell a funny story that'll make you laugh. There was a <laughs> last haircut. I don't even know. I, <laughs> Can you? you? You know, I I, just, I, <laughs> I, I, had, I caught a guy in hospice. He was a he was a a, a, a dear customer of mine. He, it's such a he was one of those. He was an old guy that you see that you know the shirts pressed, tucked just in, really, you know, smells good. He smells like you know aqua velva or something yeah. and <laughs> hair done just right every day it just reminds you of a better time not out of place yeah. yeah exactly yeah. he had a you know pompadour beautiful head of white hair yeah you know 80 years old still you know impeccable style every day you know <clears throat> like i had a, i had him forever and uh we had lost joey to cancer i had cancer a year after that. Oh, Jesus. And, uh, you know, when he mentioned what was going on, like I didn't really broadcast it at the time, but we started shooting the shit. And he said that, you know, he had just got diagnosed and it was, it wasn't a really good one, you know, like not that any of them are good, but it was, you know, didn't look good. So I was like, you know, anytime like you need me to come over or whatever, just let me know. Cause I knew how much he fucking cared about his hair. It wasn't like yeah. a dude that just gets a buzz cut. You know what right. I mean? And uh, he ended up, you know, went through treatment. He was going through chemo. He was beat up, but he was still be coming in and stuff. And then I didn't see him for a while. And then uh, his one of his family members called me. And uh, I ended up going in. He, initially, it was at the house. And then he took a turn for the worst. And then they were like, oh, well, he's in hospice now. Like, you know, don't worry about it. And I'm like, honestly, like, you don't. It, it was like the, the son-in-law from out of town. I'm like, he really cares about his fucking hair you know what i mean yeah. like so i was like it's not a problem at all just let me know you know and it, i'm not trying to make myself look good i just I, I had a bond with the dude and i really liked him you know what i mean and i just i wanted to do anything to help you know what i mean so i was just kind of like so i ended up going to the hospice and uh he was like it was it was like educational for me because like for some, see somebody that like is that near to death. It was that cool. Like he was like completely comfortable. You know what I mean? His wife had already passed. He yeah, was but not like, like that. That man's lived. Yeah. He already did. You know, he's already, no, I mean like he's got to have yeah, like, this, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, great, he was, he yeah. was, he was cool as shit. Like we had a really, really great conversation. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was him and, you know, me. And then the priest came in after that. And his family from out of town, and, you know, that was it. But he's like, he's like, I really appreciate you coming in. He's like, I didn't want the funeral home fucking me up. He was or whatever. totally fully what he with, said? with it talking, right? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. He was like, like bullshitting. He like was, he was like, yeah, I had a, you know, he was, telling, he was, we had, we had a really good conversation that's like between him and I. But I mean, it was great. It was a really great conversation. And it was like, you know, at that point, it was like a whole other dimension of what I do. Like, I had no idea, like, that, you know, like, I knew that he cared that much. But then when I went and talked to him and hung out, it was like, I left there. I was just like fucking blown away. You know, you can't do that shit as an engineer. No, 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 no. Give no. him funny Incredible. stuff. Go ahead. No, you could say it. No, he he did. There was <laughs> okay. There's one funny thing that he, he he would totally approve of. We were like shooting the shit, and he was like, "Oh, you know, we're talking about partying." Somehow we got into that, and he was like, "Oh, you know my my favorite." Uh, my favorite drink was always a Manhattan. And he, I was like, I never really had, I never drank a Manhattan. And he's like, Oh, they're really good. He's like, I, you know, after work, 
have Manhattan, chill out, whatever. And, uh, you know, so then whatever that, that was the end of the conversation when I'm leaving. I was like, I didn't really know what to say. Like, what do you say? Not much. What the fuck do you, you don't know like? How say, do you yeah. say goodbye? Like, I don't know. I, what. End that conversation. I you cut just, him. I cut him for a few years, and like yeah. we were like, you know, we were, we were friendly. <laughs> Which, yeah, this was I, like his last haircut. I was like, he and he knew it, and I knew it, and everybody else knew it, and you know, wow. like so. I, on my way out, I was just kind of like, you know, you know, nice, nice seeing you, you know, whatever, and like I didn't know what to say, and he go, and he to break to like break he break the awkwardness because it was like the priest was like standing right there, yeah. His family was there and he was like, all right. He's like, well, don't worry about it. He's like, I'll see you for Manhattan's in hell. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, daughter's like, dad, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Priest kind of just like, fuck like, look. (laughs) And like, you know, I was like, oh, it did it though. I was like, oh my God. And I I just kind of like, I like smiled and like, then I just like kind of walked out the door or whatever. But yeah, it was, it was heavy. See you for Manhattan's in hell. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, but that that dude sounds like somebody. But like I said, man, you never do get that get that with an engineer. No, degree. I don't give a fuck about you know saving money or efficiency on you know a bridge or a map. I don't. That, that's that's. I don't give a fuck about that. That doesn't matter to me. You know that that like a human connection, and you know like being able to create every day and enjoy time with my friends that I might the environment that I have every day now is like ones that guys might only get like a couple hours a week but i get it all day long every day you know what i mean so you know to to the effect to that effect though um we generally post certain types of haircuts uh, online because well they're interesting to look at and i read some reviews uh that come up from time to time for (laughs) people's opinions on them. oh yeah and (laughs) i just want to touch on jim's story for a second the the folks the haters gonna hate you know as oh, I absolutely say. absolutely unfortunately what these folks don't see are the things that happen behind the scenes like the story Jim just told and quite honestly that's not meant it's private because it's never meant for to be published on yeah. Facebook or anything like that it's a private moment right. between and you don't want to exploit it exactly no. right exactly no. but there's so much cool shit. That happens that just, you know, it's never talked about. And it it was almost burning me right now. Like, I don't want to be specific, but I had to just I had to touch base on that. And is, and is that well, I mean, that's because people, you know, I maybe this is just me postulating because I'm, you know, all I do is make shit up all the time. Hashtag postulate. <laughs> hashtag, <laughs> hashtag hope you can spell that. Um, it's like, it's like, I don't know. No, it's like wedding. You know, there's. The family, the cousins, the barber. It's well. They think. Well, I think. I think it's because the mass populace thinks that, like, oh, they're just cutting fucking hair. Or, like, who can't do that? It's different, though. Like, you know, but it, it's it, but it, it's hard it, what yeah, you guys like, do. It ain't like going to like the you know. No, I'm not try, trying. Not to, to not to belittle the mall ones, but yeah, but yeah. It ain't like you know, going where there's a rotating cast and fucking whatever. But like, I've been to. I don't know a good handful of weddings of my customers. Um. I've been to their homes. Uh, they've become dear friends. Like it's it's fucking crazy. Like the bond that you make with these people. Like some of the most important people in my life, I met just from them being customers and shooting the shit. And then you like, have the full life cycle of haircuts. Also, you know, what I mean, you've cut oh, first yeah. haircuts and you've cut 
You last know, haircut, deathbed haircut, which is yeah. which is incredible. Yeah, it's crazy. Cut, 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 think cut, about it. Cut, you know, it, it, as a barber through a barber's life, like you'll cut, you know, many many people do this. Like, well, you're cut, you know, you'll do a kid's first cut, and then you'll do their kid's first cut. And like every old barber that I ever talked to said, yeah, yeah, you know, like I used to work for a dude down in Harrisburg, one of my mentors, fucking awesome dude. I could tell you stories for him for days, but he's <laughs> one of the realest fucking most awesome dudes I ever met. And he's like, couldn't be, he doesn't get us. Like, it, it, he, like he loves what we do, <laughs> but like, he's not into the fucking like nothing that we're into. You right. know what I mean? But like, he's, he's a genuine awesome dude and i'm uh, you know he was he was i'm really glad that i was able to be around him but he was more sports oriented you know and like kind of old clean cut kind of dude but like vietnam vet take no bullshit sure kind of guy but he has stories like of his shop like he bought his shop that was already a shop for 30 years and then he bought it and ran it for another like 40 years houser's houser's by the way yeah so if anyone's in harrisburg yeah yeah Yeah. houser's barbershop and in new cumberland actually it's on the west shore like you know minutes from harrisburg but um who actually i met drew who worked for us i met him there and he actually has a bar his own barbershop in harrisburg southpaw and that's also that's in lemoyne like across the bridge so like you know, all these connections, but they're boys. That guy's like the mentor to Drew, mentor to to Joey worked there. Yeah, Joey worked there too. Yeah. Yeah. But he has like story crazy stories from like, you know, he's cut, you know, the kid is first cut, and then, you know, the baby's first cut, and then the baby's graduation cut or prom <sighs> cut. Like crazy shit. You know, like, you know, and, and that's that's been that way. It's not it's not only like a person being loyal, but like three generations of fucking people come into the same place. Cause it's like a family That's thing awesome. D- to totally add to that. I tell a lot of people, you know, they're coming in for a wedding haircut or for whatever family portraits. I said, this is the haircut that, you know, when you spin them around, show them in the mirror, this is the haircut that's going to be in pictures forever. Mm-hmm. Think about that too. You're in these extreme life moments, these serious life moments, and you're in every picture and every photo album ever. What you do. That's crazy. That blows my mind. I never even thought about it that way. Yeah. That's pretty heavy. Yeah. Imagine if you had a mustache. You had to think about that. That's the 70s. <laughs> I have a. I have you never had a mustache in a. I can't photo, grow anything. No, not personally. <laughs> it's not my mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Whose mustache was on you? <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, you said that, Lauren. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So these None are, of us prodded you. The shaving cream ale is delightful. <laughs> is this your own beer? It's a, it, uh, well, people always say, um, oh, when, how did you guys learn how to make beer? It's like, no, <laughs> you missed the point. Like three guys in a beard were friends of ours and they kind of started at the same time we did around there. And like we always kind of advertised the Mario. Stuff yeah, too. we would. It's funny. Yeah, yeah, we had them on what two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were awesome. We That's would always great. do like cross promotions with them and shit like that. And uh, they had an idea to do a beer with us. And actually, Anthony Ranella came up with the idea of the shaving cream ale thing. And everybody's like, "Yep, that's fucking awesome." So they did a cream ale. <laughs> and right. there's Nobody no cream ales like it. ever. Like a Jenny cream ale. That's the only one I ever had. You know. sit on the toilet the whole next day yeah (laughs) this one you don't do it quite as much i guess jenny's pretty brutal jenny's brutal apparently not because i mean it's like one of their best-selling beers now and i don't get it 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 was supposed to be like i never understood jenny even when i no no no. i'm talking about uh 
the three guys. Oh, and okay. Our, <laughs> our shaving cream, like for whatever reason, it was supposed to be just like a promotional thing. Right. And then people loved it so much that it was like, you know, that that's they like, sold, remember they sold out constantly initially. Yeah. Yep. So the keys put it on nitrous and yeah. And then they went, they went through like, it was like the, the first two kegs that they brought in like a couple hours. And then they went through another two, like in the next night. It like just, it was it like, just, it, but even those relationships, like it just seems amazing to me with like, with, with, with you guys, with electricity tattoo, three yeah. guys, mm-hmm. like, yeah. You guys, it yeah, seems like you're great, all like cut from the same cloth and you're all... I, I yeah. really want to throw a barbecue for all of you. Yeah. Well, we all end up hanging out all the time together. Like we end up like, we don't even try. You know what I mean? It's just like we end up like either at the tattoo convention or you're at a benefit or, you know, you're at the bar one night or like whatever. We always end up together all the time. And we were at the tattoo convention. You guys did not stop cutting hair. And we, yeah, it's been that way for years. Too. Like ever since we started doing it, like we've been there since we started they've had us there and it's like a thing i've never seen anything like like that where it's like nobody it's almost like nobody can catch their take a two minutes yeah like you guys are just boom boom yeah. boom boom. and 90 percent of the customers are artists most of the time because like you think we're on tattoos a ton of locals it's not we, we could do locals up the street for yeah uh, on an appointment it's, base. it's it's like a you know it's in it's in style right now now more than ever i think and then like you know a lot of people it amazing as it is like in a lot of big cities there isn't a shop like ours. Like there, there just isn't. So, well, you know, cool. we used to go to tattoo conventions to be excited to see a certain tattoo artist. Now we have tattoo artists that are kind of excited to see. Us. Yeah. They're, they're, they're stoked to come and get their haircut. You That's, know, I get, awesome? I, we get, we get messages ahead of time, you know, like yeah, a month in advance. So of, d- tattooers that are like from, you know, 500 miles away that are booked at the convention that are like, Oh, you know, I want to make sure I get my appointment. Or <laughs> Mr. Bruce guaranteed every time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all, you know, people from, you know, all over the place. I mean, so what was, so when you can yell at me, if I take over all this shit, go ahead. You guys aren't doing, okay, good. I'll so when, after. when before you got sold the business, right. I mean, was there, was it dramatically different? Was it, you know what I mean? Because I'm assuming that you'd want to like make it your own, yeah, or at, least, just, or at least expound upon what was already there. Yeah, I mean, we, we were like been there as customers too at one point. Yeah, we were like, you know, super right. respectful of his wishes, and both these. You know, it was kind of like <laughs> we just we did what you know we did what we were supposed to do as as employees there. So it wasn't like we didn't really have any input. So that was like that was the driving force was to be for us to be able to do what it is. We I mean, want. did you expect him to? Pat, you know, make the offer as soon? I didn't really care to tell you the truth because I didn't want to stay. Like I didn't for me it wasn't even a thought. Like that wasn't an option. Like I don't know. Brian thought about getting out of barbering at one point. He was telling me he was gonna go be a cop again because he, he was a police officer for a few years. And then, you know, he was talking about that and I was talking about fucking, you know, moving to the west coast and like I it wasn't even a thought. So I didn't really care. I was just kind of there. It was like the band's breaking up, you know, and <laughs> But what would like, but what would like facilitate you to be even like ah, I'm done with this, or at least I I kind of think I, I'm I like just done want stability at that point, you you know um you were working long days, kind kind of un, unlike unlike Jim's story mine was there was nothing to give up because I never had anything <laughs> so you know it, it was a pretty easy some decision. Sweet, really had, optimistically sad yeah it's some sweet Ewing's <laughs> like, yeah I'm really not gonna lose because I don't have anything so it's kind of like a win 
uh, th- 34 and still living in your parents' house and sleeping on a... Why? You got free rent. A you don't twin have to pay for bit. shit. Nah, you know. Some nice LA gears. They're going to the fridge, you know? <laughs> Girls aren't really understanding of that, but... <laughs> <laughs> don't Plus, seeing my, my dad in his tidy whiteies, <laughs> nah, not a good sign. So why, were, so why would you even, like, you know, the idea of just getting out of that? Was there? Is it was it stability financially or was it stability, like, I don't know if I'm going to have a job in two weeks? No, well, was well, it, well, here's my point. You know, I'll try to make it as... As clean as I can. Um, you could be a little bit. No, 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 not TVMA, <laughs> not vulgarity <laughs> clean. You know, I had done five. I, I had worked five years, not counting schooling. I had worked five years as a policeman. I had worked, Fucking not counting pig. schooling. I had worked five years as a graphic designer. College educated. I have degrees in both, and never any fucking work. Really? You know, it was just, I mean, I mean, I could be real specific about it, but or you got to I don't, cut I don't your wanna... old captain or whatever he was at the barbershop and he asked him real good about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every time you almost shot me, <laughs> but, you know, it, and it, I don't think it was because I wasn't good at them. It was just circumstantial. It was what it was. Uh, I, I, gra- I went to Marywood for graphic design. I, um, interned at a, a small firm in Manhattan. My goal was to move to New York after I graduated. I graduated three months after 9-11. I graduated December of 01, which was a shitty time. Sure. A shitty time to be looking for a job as a Especially college in graduate in the city of New York. Yeah. Oh. And, <laughs> you know, I, I had done some bullshit stuff in between and you know, ultimately, I ended up uh, working for a news a newspaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't say what it was, but the Washington Post. <laughs> I'm just making shit up. I don't know. New York Times. Uh, mm, yeah. mm. There's a lot of people who don't feel. <laughs> Keep going. I'm sure there's people that share your. You know. Well, you know. Long story short, I, wor- I worked for this paper, and uh, that they, they had a. a a probation period that they, they impose on, you know, every new employee. And after what was it? Three or four months after the probation period was up, you know, you were going to get a sizable increase in pay along with benefits. And coincidentally, that's, I seemed to get bounced right as I was nearing my probation period. Um, and I, I can remember that day. That sucks. No, it didn't. Not at all. I, at the I, time, not at all. Really? I remember that day in my heart. And when they told me, like, I had never been fired from a job. So part of me was like, man, that sucks. And then part of me was like, fuck, thank you. You know, like just a giant sigh. And I walked down to Northern Lights and I chain smoked, you know, a pack of cigarettes and drank a bunch of coffee. But I don't think I ever felt more relief at that, you know, than I did at that point. And I, I don't know. I don't because it's not like the slate was wiped clean. It was like, at least, you know, that you're not shackled to something. Is it, that I'm trying to. It was a little bit of both. Like, yeah, you know, and, and I guess we could swing this back into your initial question of, you know, what got you into it? Um, you know, some people are driven through music or, you know, what have you. Um maybe without even knowing, but mine's always been a a visual stimulation. Right. So the job I had 
as a graphic designer, just I, I didn't find it satisfying at all. And, and if anything, like it almost. Well, because you're making other people shit, aren't you? Shit is the operative word. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, anytime you put a. I, I'm sorry to cut in, but I even thought like with, with friends, when you put a budget on something and a really, really fucking tight one on that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of hard. But. And 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 that's such an that's such an interesting point and, and an important point. And I even talked to you, you know, a lot of kids that are pursuing arts, etc., um, that are cut, you know, that come in for haircuts. And like the awesome thing is when you're in school, it's like, you know, be explore and be creative and the sky's the limit. And what they never bother to tell you, or you know, which they should probably beat into you is you know, art is still a business and there are budgets and there are, you know, people that may not see your vision and, and so on and so forth. And it's not, you know, if you could dream it, if you, you could build it kind of thing. Yeah. It's so somebody's going to pay for it. It's quite the yeah. opposite. So I, I found that to be a harsh reality when I was in the work, you know, in the workplace and when approached with a project, you know, I had all these great ideas in my head that you know we should do a b and c and it was like no let's it was more like it was just like a production line and and that was and you know i think at least the three of us have talked about this especially with me like when i started i was it was at the the end of a a decade bender and i incorporated and a week later i got sober but never in my life was i like oh i know how to do this and then what, what you find out is when you start doing the work that I do and I'm not complaining. Like, you know, I, I, I totally enjoy it, but you have to realize that like at the end of the day, like maybe if you can whip in like 10% of what you want to do, it's a victory, you know? And you, and when, once you resign yourself to that fact and you're going for that 10% that you can at least call your own, it's, and, it's the only, it's the small victory. And, that and you that's get. very, that's very true. Yeah. If I got, you know, even a small percentage of, my input uh, on it, I would have been cool sure with it. Shit. And I, and I <laughs> probably wouldn't have left on my own. I, I don't know. I can't, I, I, I can't judge that, but you know, th- it happened how it happened. So and, well, people yeah, have, like, that these that one decision was a stepping stone. That's it. Well, yeah. So, you know, like people, you know, when you look back on it, you're like, man, thank God that kind of, you know, even at the time, I guess you, you felt like th- that was such a good move when they were like, we don't want you. And you're like, all right, cool it, it felt <laughs> shitty and it felt great all if, 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 that, if that makes i know it's kind of bizarre the but. weirdest fetish ever that was the, that's, the, that's the place he got fired for indecent exposure right <laughs> i i read about I that i thought it was show. decent it's all the visual <laughs> can i ask a question absolutely it's, lauren it's a little bit long-winded because i want to hear about this from the perspective of of two the male and female Woman walks into the barbershop. Is that okay? Oh, totally. Sure. We have it all the time. Yeah, we have I mean, it all the we, time. No, we there's a friends. sign on the door. It's, we have, <laughs> oh, there are places. We have friends that have yeah. barbershops okay. that it's not okay. You know? Really? Yeah. Social but, club, kind of. But I, I might know we have a female barber for one. Okay. But um, licensed barber, yeah. You know, number two, as far as I, I'll speak for the Archibald shop because that's what I'm familiar with. Uh, we do have a very small handful of female clients that get basically like a man's, right. you know, clipper cut. And that's fine if that's, in other it's words, so we don't, pardon? It's so manageable. Yeah. <laughs> we don't get into, uh, you know, like any long styled salon cuts okay. per se, but 
Yeah, there, I mean, what's your what's your analogy? You don't order a steak in a pizza place. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. I've said that? Yeah, yeah, I've said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's not about it's not about gender. It's, it's about, about the, the style. Yeah. Right. Yeah, totally. I, I, we don't give a shit about you know like if we cut I cut girls, girls all day long if that's regular. what they wanted. You know what I mean? And the same thing goes for <clears throat> with uh. You yeah, also a, know like well enough like we can't do that. Yeah, totally. I'll say yeah. that You'll right say, off the okay. bat. I mean, yeah. turned, I've, totally I've turned, turned men up. away. I wish yeah. some people would have said that to me before I walked and sat in their chairs. <laughs> no, that's why these guys are awesome because at least they know, like, yeah, you know, you're gonna, well, you're, you're gonna get the whoever comes well, to you is gonna get the absolute best that you. Well, can we do. were asked, the, you know, the the question earlier: what differentiates a barber, you know, from a cosmetologist? There, there's a ton of shit that I, man, I could never do. Like, I, I just my mind doesn't work that way. I'm not trained that way. Um, so it's not, you know, one's better than the other. It's just different. You know, you have a body man and a mechanic, like you could be great at what you do, but it doesn't mean you do everything. Well, yeah, it's like, you know, you don't want the, the, the proctologist doing your heart surgery. Right. So you know what I mean? Second part of my question is I'm a man and I'm walking into your barbershop for the first time. What is the etiquette, the unspoken things that you're supposed to know when you're walking into a That's barbershop a for the question. first time? That's because really I was a really good question. Because yeah. like, I'll, uh, for me personally, <coughs> there's, there's for my chair, to everything. I, right. I just, I just want you know people to not be rude. Yes, <laughs> that's the only thing that like it's fine if you don't know what to say. It's fine if you've never been in an actual barbershop before. It's fine if you don't know the terminology, but. You know, just don't be fucking rude about it. You know what I mean? Like, like that's and and as time goes on, we get less and less and less of that anymore because, you know, when it started out just working in a barbershop, it was like, you know, to be in a local barbershop, you just get a complete cross section of the population. Now, as time goes on, it's more and more focused of people that want, you know, what it is that we're doing or what they've seen or like what their buddy got or whatever. So well, it only you, gets better with time. You know what I mean? Well, like, when you talk about like rude, what it like, what would like, you know, is it like one of those? But, oh, okay. Like, okay. I here, want here's, rude, here's, rude is mad dogging the, <laughs> the guy that's about to cut your hair. What do you mean? No, I fucking the guy verb? that's about here, to cut your hair. Here's an example. Here, both, <laughs> both of these verbs. I wish I had me. that problem. Here's an example <laughs> here. Oh, both of these verbs confuse me. Mad dogging and I. I fucking. Yeah. What do they mean? Well, that's like, like I'm looking at you right now. Imagine that no break in contact, just staring at you. As you <laughs> Watching you do your job. And at you don't point, know each other. And then at some point I fake like I'm cutting hair and I stare back to see who's going to blink first. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I can't say I always win. Triumph no, of the will. Really no. uncomfortable. No. Well, what? Here, here's the barber shop. Are you supposed to be like looking at a magazine in your phone? Or am there's I all kinds at of you? shit to do. I, <laughs> like, there's all kinds of other shit you can do. You can fucking be on your phone. You can watch TV. You can listen to the radio. We always have fucking great music. That was our thing that we're able to like experience music and now, now like video too, like with. We have music videos playing. You have like you're shooting the shit. It's it you know in Archibald there might be twenty people in the building at the same time. There's conversations going on, whatever. But the 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 where it all sprouts from, I think, is a lot of people um, were were ba- like every time they went for a haircut, they had like an appointment with you know their wife's stylist or whatever. They're not used to having to wait. We're in a culture where. 
nobody wants to fucking wait for anything. No. And in our and I know everybody's busy as well as we are like, you know, you have a busy life, but it makes you slow down to like it used to be. You know what I mean? Like you go in, it's first come, first serve. If you have to wait in Archibald, it's not so bad anymore since the Scranton shop opened up because it's like kind of took the pressure off. Yeah. But there was times where I mean, that's we basically got forced to open in the Scranton shop because. At that, it was becoming damaging because the wait was so fucking long. It was like getting a two, three hour wait to get in a chair. And well, it was getting- making people fucking lose their mind. And, and <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Which is crazy. The shittiest part about the whole situation is that you're going to have to sit and chill for a couple hours. <laughs> you know but what I mean? I mean the, the would people right. like, I'll co- when it, will you be good in two hours? Like, would people give you that? Like, oh, I'll come back in two all hours. The time. They, yeah, How busy going to be at three o'clock? They'll ask you that at nine in the morning. I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> here's what here's what I find most intriguing. Um, you know, we, Jim had said taking you back to a time. Uh, you, you know, once upon a time when when yeah, they hold your breath, smell the roses. It's it's the seniors that experience that time of of bliss let's say that are the most impatient really? of anybody the ones with nowhere to go and, and i i can never <laughs> i can never, I can never figure it out to get for the there life really of fucking me. quick <laughs> i get there i i'm an early bird i get there rel- very early every morning just because that's my routine yeah i'm disturbed when people are there before me <laughs> because I get there pretty goddamn early. When I worked at Archibald, you'd get there and early. There'd be a, there'd be people waiting outside watching Anthony, you it, come to work. It, it's a guy that'll wait an hour and a half or you know whatever in his car before I open, but won't sit five minutes in the waiting room because so he doesn't have time so to. Weird. So if you your wait in the waiting room would be say say it would be an hour. Yeah, but they would get there and wait an hour and a half in the car before the place had opened to not have to wait an hour. You're gonna wait longer. In your car to wait less. <laughs> there, there, there was a guy that stormed out. Well, being dramatic, stormed out though. Uh, he op- just opened the door, didn't even put his body in the shop, and peeked in. And there was one person in the waiting room, and there's four people cutting. And he's like, I somebody heard him say, I can't wait around for this. And he let the door slam, and then that was it. He took off, and it, I was just bought it. I was boggled by it. You'd probably have to wait that long if you had an appointment. Y- you couldn't get a pizza quicker than that. <laughs> you couldn't get McDonald's faster than that. I, it's I mean, amazing. Is, I mean, is that some of the luster that you guys have where it's like you want to like harken back to a time where it was like, let's just... Not the even, it's just the way, no, it's it's the way that it fucking flows. That's the way it works. You know what right. I mean? And, and, you know, it's that same exact structure with, you know, young people you know and and surrounded by culture you know if you've ever been to our shop it's like completely like covered in art and like you know we're listening to music and things like that and you're always there's always like interesting people talking about interesting shit and it's a good place to be um and some people really grasp that like some people love going there because like think about it like you know in today's life like there's a lot of guys where they have they have a wife and they have a couple kids and 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 their their job and 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 they're just so busy and some of them love that because they tell their wife they're like i'm going for a haircut and it's just like they know well, it's going to be a two hour i'm there now yeah. so it's like oh finally and that might be the only two hours they get in the fucking week yeah to themselves mm-hmm. that isn't like you know accounted for right so they like it but 
a lot of people just can't handle it. You so know what I mean? This goes back to my etiquette question. After I sell my hair, if I want to just get like a shortcut, straight like razors yeah. or anything, am I going to bother your customers by being in there? Oh, absolutely not. No, no. Okay. No, we're not like that at all. Like, like I said, like there are shops that are. So we told yeah, we but- when we when we hired Lindsay, we interviewed girls before that because we want we wanted that influence. We wanted like oh. another another dimension to the shop. We wanted the female influence. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys for whatever reason, they only like going to girls. And, you know, for us, it's like people say, Oh, I always correct them too. Even they'll come to the Scranton shop. There's no girl working there. They'll be like, Oh, I've been going, you know, girls can't cut hair. I'm like, no, that's not true. You've been going to girls. It's about, it's about the training and it has nothing to do with the gender. Like, She's as good as any fucking barber. Well, it's the same as chefs that I know. You know what I mean? It has yeah, nothing. Exactly. To do, you can be a male exactly. and a female exactly. chef. It has nothing to do with the yeah, gender. This it has better not have been grilled background. by a woman, unless yeah. it's Kobe beef. You know. <laughs> and the difference with with us too, like I mean, no matter what, and and this is like public knowledge. You can find this out about about your shop and who's a barber and who's not. Hmm. Every single person, um. In our shop, in both shops, if they're not a barber, a licensed barber right now, they're in the process of becoming a licensed barber. Because if they're a cosmetologist, we might do an apprenticeship. Um, that's how, actually how Anthony, now an owner in Scranton, came in as a cosmetologist. We apprenticed him. He he became a licensed barber. He holds two licenses. Half of our staff is like that. They're Cosmo and Barber. But that it never just goes like some people just put a barber pole in the window and then just hire a bunch of fucking people that, you know, graduated Votech or whatever and just put them in there and, right. you know, whatever. But it's a process. It's, it's a lengthy, it's, it's, it's a commitment to a person, you know what I mean? To, to make them that. And, you know, we've done it with every, every single person is either a licensed barber or is in the process right now of having their license. Like you said, shortly. it's public knowledge. That's something you can look up you, online. Yeah. It's you look up by name and see who has what license. Yeah. So. And we're, the, and we, you know, are dedicated to that. There's nobody, you know, that's the first question we ask her. Are you willing to go through the process to get your barber's license? Because, you know, that's all we'll have. Forever. So also you guys have a lot of quality control. Oh, we, oh my God! We're almost yeah. like a bit much sometimes. I I understand that, but like, yeah, we the, the 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 goal is no matter what shop, no matter what chair, you will get mm-hmm. whatever it is you're looking for in any spectrum of men's haircutting, and it will be good. And that's it. And if and if that's not a possibility, you, you they won't work there. Now, one of the ways that you guys have, have dif- differentiate yourselves from other shops is, is uh, you know, you really guys, you uh, have honed the, uh, the the classic cuts and things like that. And you, you said earlier that uh, that's that's coming back. Why did you guys choose to do uh, classic cuts and, and why do you think it, it is coming back? I think we I think we I think we when I start, we were into shit that like I had one customer that would do. A white wall, you know, which is like the the skin fade, which would be called if you were doing like a military cut, but then with the long combable side part and everything. And I had to talk him into it. And then my first shaved in part, I had to talk the dude into it. He's like, and everybody's like, well, that looks stupid because they don't want to look different. Like they don't want to look right. like odd. You know what I mean? So like I remember when it wasn't cool. Like we absolutely started when it was like really hard to sell those haircuts. Hmm. But for us, it was, you know, 
we're referencing shit from 1930. Like that was classic style that will never not look good. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, we do a modern twist if they want to do like a lineup or the shaved in parts are getting a little crazy now and undercuts and things like that. Like it's getting like it's evolving, but it has the basic root, like all of those things that make a classic men's cut what it is and what the way that it looks is because it's, you know, the the foundation of classic it's a you cut know, your grandfa- American your grandfather and y- his barbering. Head. And that's it. Like it's clean lines, smooth blends, you know, um, it, everything laying just proper and perfect. And it's very it, it it takes a lot to get there to get it fucking perfect. And but the nucleus of every one of those haircuts, even though they're evolving, is based on that. Yeah. Right? And if yeah. you do, if you don't have that, you can you're ne- it, it's 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 completely obvious. Like you're not going to be able to do it if you don't have that you know, that foundation. I've seen a lot of bad attempts at it and, and, and more every day. And, and it's so and, popular. And now. Quite honestly, it's not even, you know, poking at anybody local. It's, it's when a guy brings in a, you know, a picture of a celebrity that probably paid, I five, part paid 500 bucks for, yeah. for a shitty haircut. <laughs> 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 shitty. Technically speaking. Yeah. You know, and that becomes look- a style because it's whoever had it. So it's like and mind the, you, we, the we mistake don't- now becomes the cool thing. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yep. Like I, the pineapple. I say, mind you, at, at our shop, we don't do. OK, we have our signature cuts. Yeah. Oh, that's a loyalty cut. That's a loyalty cut. We do every single style of men's haircutting. Right. Oh, yeah. So we not we aren't just looking at these haircuts in general on TV. I mean, all the, the, the proper part of the haircuts, all that's executed wrong. It's. Almost every men's haircut that gets in front of you, you just kind of rip apart. Like you, yeah. you know what's good and what's bad. You know, like like anything. There's there's as far as a, a men's haircut goes, and as far as I'm concerned, there's you know some very basic principles that make it a quality haircut. Um, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's a gentleman's cut or a flat top or you know whatever. There's certain fundamentals that make it either you know. And it's they're a, rarely it, seen. It's either proper or it's yeah. not, you know? It's done There's well, no it's in between. Not. Does your OCD like kick into overdrive if you see somebody with like... Oh, it used to crush me. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I was terrible. Yeah, Brian, Brian, like, even coming in as a new barber, I could notice it because he's such a perfectionist and so meticulous and has such OCD that it was almost like damaging to some point where he had to like balance it out and then like remember like you if you let me cut your hair your, your head like one hair at a time i would have yeah if i could have <laughs> yeah it was yeah. uh it was like crazy. i was just starting and we don't have the budget for that yeah well yeah it's a balance i mean yeah. you know you gotta i mean you're talking about a 15 dollar fucking haircut you can't you know right make a day out of it you know what i mean like do you ever have somebody who's like take as long as you want do whatever you want i'll pay whatever you want would you take that? Yes to, yes to A and B, no to C. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. What do you do with mustaches? Need to get trim, trimmed, cleaned up. Just Why like, do you say it's so like, weird? Yeah. That's how Lauren talks. <laughs> She's from Jersey. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> what what what, I what keep exactly you. did you mean by that? All right, well, what I don't have a, I don't have a mustache. No, you obviously. do. <gasps> no, I'm <laughs> women do women women get hair but shaved? i don't have a decorative one like i don't have a fancy <laughs> do you want one if i do you want to look at like the strong man at the turn I, of the century if carnival? i could have any facial hair i'd want 
like a Billy Goat goatee. <laughs> was why? I don't know. That's your go-to. Does that, anybody that ever walk in go-to. and ask for the Freddie Mercury? <laughs> no, I, I I try to sell it all the time, but I have Freddie Mercury. I haven't done it yet. Yeah, yeah. God, nobody I wants had to a powerful it. mustache. Yeah, and the best voice in rock and roll, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't even know to... where I was going with this anymore. <laughs> well, why are you asking about why stuff you, you don't have? Because I was curious. Like, what is the etiquette in asking for a a shave? You guys do oh. shaves, don't you? I do. Yeah. yeah. Head, neck, face, anything that we do is done with a straight razor. Do you do like the hot yep. compress yeah. yes. and yeah. all do, that do stuff? people oh. get do people get nervous about doing that? Or no, is it not, some once do. in a first, while first they time. get bugged the out? Yeah, yeah, why don't like, half the people think Sweeney Todd's cutting them? <laughs> we make fun of them. Like, like we like to have fun with that. Like if somebody's like <laughs> it's their move. first time and if they show <laughs> if they show like a little bit of like nervousness, oh, we'll then, fuck then you them, yeah. fuck with them real bad, you know? Like <laughs> But is that good for business? I like to razzway. Of course yeah, it is. It's funny. I, we, don't, we don't care. You have about to that. experience the room full of, you know, it's four barbers working, eight dudes getting cut, and it's not solo conversations. It's a room, it's this. It's a room full of conversation well, the whole and, time. And that's a great point. It's not it's not a hundred percent about the service, you know. It's very much so the environment. The bullshit as, and the as well. I would I would sooner slit my throat than I would go and work a one chair barbershop by myself. Imagine a cubicle job. Would you uh, imagine that? That would, be, that would be exactly like being stuck in a cubicle. Yeah. And you would lose that entire dynamic. Like you walk across so, the room to the lather machine and you're bullshit. You, you know, you'll break balls with the, the ball bus. Zach, thing. the, 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 the ball bus thing's half, you know, it's, uh, that's half the fun. He'll be doing a shave. I'll be like, holy fuck, that's a lot of blood, dude. Like just enough. <laughs> <laughs> just enough for the customer to hear. You know, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they get it, you know, they, they get it. Yeah, but these are people who are, you know, they're not most of the time. Are they? For, they're not first time, or at least, you know, you you can tell. I mean, you guys have enough Sometimes experience working with people. Yeah. You know what? Like, if it, you can usually tell like it's where the repeat. line is. If it's a first timer, that more often than not, that's what'll kind of make them come back. Yeah, break the make, make them exactly crack, crack a smile, that's, that's, and <laughs> and you see them almost like a dog lending their posture, relax. You know, like they're like. You could just tell, like, they're okay with that's the difference between a salon to do. And, yet, and a barbershop, and right there. Think about, uh, like, I, I'm amazed all the time. Like, seems like there's a lot of stress at a salon. There's a lot of yes. stress at a salon. I've worked them, I've worked them. It's catty, it's crazy. Like, I, I haven't been in a chill, I can't compare what we do to any of the salons I've worked in at all. There's zero comparison. Are you there, very uptight just, at just the salon? That, yeah, it's that night and day. Polar difference, yeah, wow. totally. I tell you what my hairstylist said to me the other week. You should get a mustache. She says you got more. She's playing with my hair. She says you got. You she said, got do you want to get your mustache waxed? She, and I say, I say, oh yeah, my my hair my hair grew right. She said you got more. She says you got more. So I said, oh my hair grew. And yeah, I guess so. And and I and she says no, you got more. The amount of bullshit. wait. She just said you got heavy. Yeah. That's some fucked so up I, shit to I say. Could, she called I couldn't your hair even. Fat. No, she called. She said, "You got more. You got more." And did oh, this shit. motion where and and I said, "Oh yeah, I guess yeah." You I tell her she got uglier. Point. No, <laughs> I don't. I can't do that because she'll she'll she's mean. Did you ever hear that Winston Churchill joke? I don't know if it's true. Did you ever hear it? What is mm-hmm. it? I've been going on for years. What wasn't Winston Churchill like a notorious drinker? Was he? We're dumb always, barbers. We don't know this shit. So, he was at like he was at like it was like this this function because he was a he was the prime minister of Great Britain. Do they have prime ministers? They have prime ministers. That's it. Okay. Yeah. 
And somebody went up, some woman went up to him and she's like, you, sir, are drunk. And he's like, that's correct. But in the morning I'll be sober and you'll still be ugly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He did say that. I stole a joke. Fuck off, Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) Did you just give me like the Mussolini? Like, what was that? That's a, that's like a, a that's like an, an, yeah, an Italian. It, I, I was gonna say it's like I'm at my grandma's house. Yeah. <laughs> I got a mustache. I'm a grandma. What else you got for me? You gotta leave your stylist. Yeah, you don't okay, say here, that. Here, what I, we were just talking about. There's a lot of bullshit in the Cosmo world, like what you were saying. Oh, you got like trying to sell and trying to. It's an environmental you know, thing, though. It's isn't very it? yeah. environmental. Very, very, very come to a place like this it's a lot of ball busting and hanging out and having fun i mean you shouldn't have to have that feeling i didn't feel bad i i was just like yeah i guess i i did put on some weight sorry (laughs) i felt bad i felt bad have to feel you shouldn't have to feel that way in 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 the salon fucked up shit yeah yeah you should never have to feel bad i mean a guy would know enough not to say that to a girl a girl saying that to a girl no but who else is gonna tell you that your mom? My, my not, mom would never say that. You weren't asking. Yeah, no, yeah. You didn't even ask her. No. You know, it's, un- <laughs> it's, it's acceptable if she asked. Completely unacceptable if she didn't. No. Yeah. You're paying this woman you money. Hit her. I, I'm not going to hit her. You just paid her money. to uh, Give me money. I'll insult you. You know. You do insult me. I don't give you any money. I don't Pro insult bono you. Do I ever insult you? I don't mean to. It's not my intention. To that note, the relationship you have with whoever, your stylist, your barber, it it should be a very personal one. Um, you know, and all the jokes aside, think about all of the things you're sharing with them. Like I can I know more about most of my customers' lives than I would yeah. venture to say they're, you know, family members know. Um, you know, and, and it's a very um it's very special. I'm lacking the vernacular right now, but uh, it's it's a really awesome thing and intimate. It's very yeah yeah that's a good word. Well, it's, it's personal. You know what it, I mean? Well, it's not. It's not it, like it, it is exactly. It is personal and and you know, <clears throat> like we said but earlier, it's special. Like and not to sound well, like well, like you were asking about the shave and and you know how guys feel about their first shave and it kind of relates to this is that it is a very one on one very person you know like the shave where else in life you're gonna have a sharp metal instrument held against your throat by another man yeah willfully it's willfully yeah it's a very (laughs) one-on-one it's intimate it's you learn stuff about people they learn stuff about you you know i i I can honestly say like there's customers i have that i am so happy to see like happier to to see them than you know say a family member or whatever Mm -hmm. it's just like it's an awesome time when they're there and it might be a Christ. It might be a five minute haircut that takes 40 minutes just because, just because Mm -hmm. bullshitting about a car, you know, but, but that was like kind of the whole point for me. Like, you know, folks are going to wait. There's no mystery to it, but in the same breath, like I'm never going to rush you out. Like it's done when it's done and that's it. Yeah. That that's, that's one thing that we have, it's not like it's not a guy but one third. Every person, every person ever started with us, Anthony can vouch for this. It was always like, you know, when you're first getting going, the most important thing is quality over quantity. Like, if they had to have somebody an hour in the chair, 
do your absolute best job. Speed will come with time because obviously those words have actually been spoken to to apprentices. This isn't what, just a statement you're making. When you first start, you know, it's not going to be good and fast. So, you know, pick one. And, you know, I would much rather make less money on every single employee that we've ever had than have something come out that's subpar. And that's something that we've stuck to our guns on from the get go. And any person that works there will tell you that, like, that's always been like the mantra, you know, like just fucking no, it's your absolute best every single time. And then, you know, as time goes on, because that keep, but that also keeps the relationship. Yeah. And and as time goes on and they have, they have, they have comfort. There's, they have room to flourish. Like, you know, there's a comfort zone there. Like they know that they can, you know, pursue their trade and like you know it's not like some places are like oh you know 15 minutes yeah you, you gotta be done. fucking taking the cape off because yeah. they're worried about it's like you know how many people can we get through the revolving like, door like penny wise uh, dollar foolish dollar shit yeah. you know missing the big picture like you know we're, we're making something down the road like we're, we're building something you know great in the future like we're not worried about like the lousy fucking however many haircuts you can do really fast right now because right. those people are going to get a shitty haircut and come home and your name is all over it. So I'm not worried about that. You know, it's like, it's worried about, you know, your absolute best. And if your absolute best is good enough, you know, you'll work here. Yeah. I mean, it's, if you're, it's a long, it's a long I, hiring process too. Like nobody's ever been hired and then just worked there. That never happened. I, I think the great thing too, is it's never been done with, <coughs> with the dollar in mind. And I'd, I'd like to speak on behalf of everybody right now. Uh, I think everybody has a genuine, you know, genuine love and passion for it. And, um, you know, the money is secondary. I mean, everybody wants to earn, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you go to work for money. You go for a reason. But everybody I mean, gives a shit about yeah, what they a, put you, out. You have a livable income it's not like it's yeah. not like oh you know you know i have to i have two other jobs besides this yeah it's like, right you know, you if know. you if you go there and even if you're you know like learning it, it might be rough in the beginning just like anything is like any trade it's gonna be yeah, rough in the is, beginning yeah. sure but if you we're giving you the time to you know to flourish you know what i mean like to to to, to really you know do what you do and you know i've had we've hired a couple of people where that was never an environment for them they were just a nervous wreck quite and they, opposite and they, they they were just like they didn't they were like half-assed in it and like they didn't they were just so micromanaged and so controlled in their previous so beaten Correct. yeah yeah that it was like you know it's like they, they expect somebody to come out of school and do a 15 minute haircut i can't do a 15 minute fucking haircut that i would post online or that i would ever or let, say hey i did or that. that i would ever let walk out of my shop sure i can't do one you know what I mean? So, you know, there's people out there that do that. Yeah, yeah we good for them. If that's they, their standard. That's, we've even, uh, you know, we've even dicked around like on an old man that if, if it took five minutes to cut his hair, I'd fuck around for another five minutes or whatever. Sure that's and best just to talk with them, even if I was faking what I was doing, yeah. man, just just so he didn't feel like he was getting, you know, scooted out. Yeah. No. And, and that's if another thing. Was... Like, they, they, uh, that's an amazing thing, too, is like, you know, to walk into our shop, especially like women, I feel that they're they're very like, you know, uh, how should I say it? It's like intimidating when they walk in. They're like, you know, you see it in the Scranton shop all the time. They'll walk in and be like. Especially on first Friday. You know, like fucking 
like they don't know what to do with like they're, they're kind of like you know am i and allowed then, to be in here yeah yeah, yeah that's that's an actually that's an answer that's it's a question a legitimate all the time question yeah they'll walk in and just be like they that's don't fair you know like a, like a deer in the headlights and um we're like super you know accommodating to everybody like even when it's like older guys which at first they're like you know i've heard this many times from like guys grandfathers or guys fathers would be like uh you know it, it, those guys are all fucked up with their tattoos and everything and their music they're playing metal and stuff, but they're they're good guys though they're good guys <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know like because we you know you treat them with respect you know you treat them like you're, you're like it was your grandfather there you know what i mean like the old guys you know we we do everything we can to make them happy and help them in and out of the chair. We have some guys, some of the guys that we have, I can tell you stories all night long. We have, I have, <laughs> we have customers that were that right now we have customers that were one in particular was a, uh, um, a Nazi chat in a Nazi POW camp. Awesome Holy dude. shit. Awesome. Um, dude. For six months. And then we have another dude that was. We the, should bring him here. <laughs> the Battle of the Bulge. <laughs> Get the fuck, really? Um, yeah. yeah, we still have these wow. old dudes that come in, and you know they're fucking rad. They're, that I'd, would I'd, blow I'd rather my cut mind. them, dude. You would have some, an amazing uh-huh. time bullshitting with this dude. Th- that, I think you'd have to come. That, that One was of you's probably have to my, come with them. That was probably my greatest day in the shop. Uh, I remember. It, I think it was right around like it was a few years back. And it was right around like either Veterans Day or Fourth of July or, you know, something patriotic. And it just by coincidence, there happened to be, you know, th- three chairs going of three 20 plus year, you know, veterans, uh, o- older gentlemen that have, you know, served abroad, of course. And then there was one in the, in the waiting room that. Uh, uh, you had like all branches of the military. Not, not yeah. career. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty much every branch of the military. And. The interest, you know, the cool part is a lot of times you guys just sit back for that. These thing. guys don't. These guys don't. Oh, you got to know what. Yeah, there, there's there's days where you know we just shut. Like I, you don't need to talk. let them go. Yeah, I, I just yeah. want to. I just want to finish yep. this point real quick. Yeah. A lot of times these guys don't talk about a lot of this shit. So this particular day, and you know, other special days like this, circumstance, they just happen to like start bullshitting. You just shut the fuck up and listen because you're about to, you know, get a, a, a history lesson. Well, you're it's about a, to experience it, something. It's like one, it's like to. having Discovery Channel like right the fuck in yeah. front of you. Totally. Like how humbling totally. is that, man? You know, you know, I think that's incredible. And the also, the also, the when when you mentioned, you know, like even when you're when you're working with new hires and stuff, and you got to give them time to like flourish. It just reminded me of like the music industry where it's like, if you don't have a single out right now, you suck. And like back in the day, like they used to like at least, you know, two, three albums in, like, you know, work with the people so yeah. they can reach their yeah. potential of how awesome they yeah. can be. You got to give them room. You know what I mean? Like you got to You got to allow them to do what they do. Everybody. You know, it's not like a mathematical equation. Not everybody, you know, progresses at the same rate. And not everybody can do the same thing all the time. Like, yeah, you you're just, not. You got to give them some room. You know, you're and, not loyalty's personality. Loyalty's personality is everyone that works there. I mean, are you, are, but are, are, do you, do you guys hit the point now where you're like, you can tell, kind of like, this is going to be a, mm-hmm. a quick journey. Totally. I, we had we've had numerous people at this point where, like, just like they were interested, and then the emails got kind of fucky, and then we just just stopped talking to them. Like it. It, it's that easy like I, I you can just tell like if they can't handle simple like communications and they're just like you know 
I don't know. You can just tell anymore. Like I, we can just tell. And we've been so lucky thus far. Like every single person that works there is just fucking rad in their own way. And do you see that? So men- talented. Do you see like, that mentality with, you know, the, the quick, I want the, I want the quick fit. Uh, you know what I mean? Like when, especially when people are like looking for employment. Oh yeah. Where they're like, you know, Oh yeah. They're, I have, they're oh, like, yeah. I have, people come in. Yeah, we got people bust in. They'd be like, yo, I got fucking, you know, I've been doing 13 years experience and this and that. And they're just like, you know, fucking like, telling us how awesome they are. Like, I've worked at like, this shop and this and, shop. And, you know, and this sh- what meanwhile, like something? all the owners of the shop are saying, they're like, we never even said that one time ever about ourselves ever. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I think being humble is, you know, a huge thing. Like you can't, you know, so it's a great virtue and humility. Yeah. You don't ever do that. <laughs> like that's not a way to sell yourself. You know, I have a 12 pound dick. What are you like? What? I'd be interested in that. Maybe yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bust your cooler. Yeah. But I mean, you know, we, we, we never, sorry, Lauren. Or like when people, we've had people actually call, call up or like come in and, and like talk like fucking horrible shit on the place that they've been working. And then instantly they're done. Yeah. They're because done. they could do that to you. It's like starting. It's, it's not like, even about because they, they wouldn't have even have a reason to do that to us. But I just feel like that's, that's just, it's a personality that I don't want to be involved with. Character. It's just like negative. It's a just you yeah. don't. You, we you don't like tell. we that's, don't like gunslingers. We're not gunslingers. There's multiple barbershops in there. There's multiple. What's a gunslinger? In in terms of just that that are looking yeah, shit talkers and looking, fucking, oh, who are just like walking into town yeah, yeah like they're, they're, yeah they're like like they're like really you know arrogant and there's enough heads of hair to cut there's enough skin to tattoo there's enough pizza to make there's enough yeah. steaks to yeah like, fuck who it, cares man, man? Like, just fucking go to work just and, do what you do do <laughs> it the best and like you know it's you know that's the, it. the free market is a beautiful thing you do <laughs> you put out your product and you let the folks decide yeah that's it Wow. Why burn the energy stressing about any sort of so many people though like or about the walls worry are, about yeah, like trying to get in. a leg up on the on the competition. That's like you know, the marketing a lot of the time. Like and we see it. Like especially, you know, I we've worked with um you know, there there's definitely a cultural divide between you know, some of like more urban inner city barbershop kind of things. And, uh, you know, we've we've had like like Drew. I mean, he grew up working in, you know, inner city Harrisburg for how many years and stuff like that. And, you know, when he came to us, it was like, well, he was at with Dan first. So that was, yeah. you know, a little bit different. But, you know, he said like there it's like cutthroat. Like people be like, somebody get over your chair, be like, oh, yo, your fade's fucking crooked. Like fucking Shit's like, on, like, I can get yeah. that better next. Yeah, time. yeah. Yeah. Or like get you see you outside and be like or like at the bar and like pull you aside and be like, well, yo, here's my car. You know, like, you really? know, that's even like, I can't even that's fucking grasp or what? That's even like what Anthony. I remember Anthony saying about like I worked like, in salons where girls would fuck up color formulas on purpose. Like if they had to go on a computer for record, they would f- put the color formula in different. So that means if. They weren't there that day. Then the person came back to get their hair done and another girl were to look up their formula in the computer to color their hair. It would be the completely wrong color. Completely wrong. So in their like, head. Yeah. Oh, oh this can only be what this me. can only be done by this. Yeah. Person. There's a lot That's of complicated <laughs> politics at a salon. Yep. That's insane. We we and there are barbershops that are like that. I mean, we have barbershops that I mean, we have you know, a any, any, sing, any single time we fucking have any little bit of press or whatever, like there's, you know, you can go through. I don't even read it anymore. That's all fear and envy. I used to get mad 
I don't even really? I don't read it anymore. I don't read it anymore because like you go on the, like the, the you know Scranton Times or whatever, and like they do this like the, this really well done thing, and like there's nothing shitty about it, and then you know people just start taking shots and saying fucked up whatever. You're talking like the message boards and stuff. Oh, yeah. the, the comments yeah, are the, the worst comments. on any of those. Anything I don't read it anymore. You know, because don't it doesn't matter what it is. It's yeah. not worth you it could, because it doesn't matter. I mean, I would see I would see comments on like, you know, this this woman battled cancer and survived. I'd see nasty comments on that. Like people would find anything about any it's it, working in newspapers is the worst. That's why I just don't if I read an article, I, I don't even look at comments yeah, at it, all. You can't. I we made it's the disgusting mistake first couple times you're like oh you're stoked about like i mean we've luckily we've been blessed we had a like a good handful of press in the last couple of years and the first couple of times i would read the comments just see what people had to say like i was like oh like this is cool like what it oh oh it's my nose that <laughs> oh, that's big shitty. Not- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you know or like just i i can't even believe it like i don't know whatever it is you know, I don't even need to read it. It doesn't matter. It's, it's as soon as you put yourself in front of the public, you know, that's the problem. You know, like funny people, that no matter, you know, you armchair critics and, you know, especially behind a, a, a keyboard. You know what I mean? It, it's it, it's a world of difference if they were to meet you in person. It's right. A new you version know? of the telephone tough guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Like, yeah. I'll come there and kick your ass. All right. Well, come, yeah. come on. Over. Yeah. Uh, you care so little about it that you can't even remember it right now when you're trying to think of it. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. How about that? I don't you know and like you know we even had like facebook instagram shit like that people like post stuff and we like got title take one. jabs like like fucking straight at us and you know cooler heads prevail you just you know you just did you get a lot did you get a did, let did it you go, hear of any you know? flack from when you guys especially when you open up the second location are people like oh you know because you know what I mean? I, like where it's where it's really. like, oh fuck these guys, and they no, don't even know you. I, I wouldn't say flack, but you know. Oh I, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was one of them. That was one of them. It, remember uh, Scranton Times, and, and then there was like comments like, it, "Oh fucking hipster, fucking Boulevard well, down well, there." That, that, <laughs> that's know. that's what I wanted to talk about. Um, <laughs> you know, there, there were a few comments directed at like. Adam Zav is this, you know, hipster paradise, whatever, you know, you know, and there's just a few. Oh, yeah. There's just a few points to go with it that granted it's it's not even worth addressing, but I want to address it anyway, just because I feel like I have to. Number one. Bottom line, like you're going to give it's a certain you're providing a service. So somebody asks for something, you give it to them. So. If you're going to, you know, like some of the criticisms were about like the haircuts that we were doing, not the quality of them, just what we were the doing. Style. Well, that's what folks are that's asking for. That's that's what right. you asked for. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. So that's one. And, and <laughs> that's like being mad at the auto body stop place because the because the client was like, I want my car burgundy. Yeah. Fuck burgundy. Right. <laughs> I got mad and lost my train of thought. Hipster Boulevard. Well, that, that no, it was like it was like, you know. It was something of that nature. I forget exactly the terminology, but it was like, you know, I won't even go down there anymore. It's like, 
you know, it's all fucking guys with their with their manicured beards and their fucking yeah, you know is, hair. Yeah, that's, that's another great and point. Cra- like, oh well, you know what? Well, we don't want you. How's that sound? You know, I, because you're a, a, a classless fuck because you don't give a shit. <laughs> like, listen, I'm sorry that we're into good music and you know good beer and good food and fucking like good style. Like, you know, listen, sorry. Dude, I I happen to take a look at. The profile of one of oh, these said there. comments, uh, and, and again, of course, I would never, you know, say anything. <laughs> but to what, to, to what he was saying, like, since when is it a terrible thing to give a shit about yourself and what you look like? And my grandfather always said, my grandfather was one of the. He was one of those guys that, like, my whole life, he never had a mustache, and he used to spend six months in Florida every year. And he's a World War II vet. He was in, in the Pacific and everything. And one year he came back from Florida with this mustache. And I'm like, oh my God, it's like fucking Cary Grant or Clark Gable. Yeah. Like just walk. It was just so fucking cool. And it yeah. wasn't even like this amazing mustache. And I can't grow shit for my life. But he always said, people will treat you the way you treat yourself. Yeah. And if you treat yourself well. It's true. Right. It's and true. These, and, the, and the people who make those comments, like we talk about this shit every week. It's, yeah. it's always in like in the last word where it's like. You know, it's always fear and envy. Like they're they're gonna come at you because they're they're they they don't understand it. Yeah. And now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you have to have a prim, you know, a, a primed beard to like no. be respected. But like I've seen shitty punk rock dudes that look like shit, but in a good way. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. You can tell that that's not their focus. But like, you you talk to them for five minutes and you're like, this guy's fucking rad. Like, I would never right. judge somebody by the way they look. That's not what I'm saying. But for them to be judging people that fucking care about what they look like is fucked up. Like, you know, uh, when again, was that, again, well, why do you give a fuck? Yeah, right, it's not. Right. Why do you like, care, like, off, man? Right. Yeah. You know, These I, are, I, I hate, okay, the, hipster. I hate the, hipster, the hipster word. Well, can I ask one quick question before me. you get when was the last time somebody walked into your place with a key, with a, a typewriter? It's never. Yeah, never. So why is it hipster Boulevard? <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it doesn't. It's, it's because not like it's, these these are people who've never been to like. But what true the, the word hipster though? And this I lived in Philly quite a few years ago. I still actually, don't even know what it means. And hipster was still a popular or, or it was a popular word then, isn't it? What's hip and current at the time? Right. That's what I. Is that what hipster is? So then that's a fucking yeah. Your word you're, is relative to what it kind of got. It get be it, it brought it on mean, like a negative con- connotation. And it like being hip to like being in the know and like being in like like you know what cool music is underground shit and like you know really because me and my friends for the past years you know past twenty years of our lives we've all been into this kind of music oh and then one dude found this out and then you got into that kind of music and you really liked it and you would never have been exposed to it if it wasn't for that like but at the same time like who gives a shit like well, you that, said before that, who, who gives, gives a shit a fuck, that, that's a, that, that's a great point man I you know I just. I have the the memory of being at a bar in the summertime with with a friend and his girl, and she was venomous towards every girl she saw that was even mildly attractive. You know, that's nice. her fault. <laughs> and, and I just sat there like like I never said anything, but I, I I just in my head I'm I'm scratching my my head going. I don't understand. Like, like life short who, enough. Like, who cares? Right. 
I, I think the, the main problem with the, the, the term hipster is that uh, it's become too broad now where it, it, it almost defines anything. You can be, uh, you know, you could be a, a nerdy comic book hipster. You can be a, you know, beer drinking hipster. Yes. You can yep, be totally. a whatever. The, yeah. it, there's all these different, you know, definitions of what hipster is. To me, the, the term hipster, because obviously it has a negative connotation. You know, you're trying to call someone something. I think it always has. Well, maybe. I think, I think hipster should be reserved to you know if, if you're going to talk about it in any genre or or interest at all it should be the people who are elitist i think those should be synonyms in the sense that like looking if, down the nose yeah exactly like i like this thing AKA, and i'm better than you because i like this point, thing yeah. there's a difference there between someone who's an enthusiast of something and and someone who enjoys something and somebody who is who thinks they're better than someone else because they're aware of something that maybe so somebody else culturally yeah, it's essentially a dickhead. Yeah, exactly. That's a that's a great point. And that automatically makes me think of beer, right? Just what you just talked about, right? We just had this conversation earlier. It's the end result you care about. Who gives a fuck about? Well, I was gonna mention. I was gonna mention like you guys are drinking the 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 cream ale, and you were drinking a Miller Light. I drink Miller Light, and you every fucking day. That's what I used to drink. It was I was Miller Light and Jack Daniels. I'm lactose intolerant. I I chug Miller Light. (laughs) I love. I I don't give a. I don't give a fuck. It's what I like. I don't care. I don't need to like identify with a fucking brewery that that like has like this hip fucking beer in this history or whatever. Like that's what I like. So I don't care. Like I I I don't care. I'll go to like. You know, wherever and order Miller Light, even if, like because you know, some place that has like a hundred caps, bar. and they'll be like, "We have all these beers, and you're gonna order Miller Light." I'm like, "Yeah, fuck off." I, I, <laughs> I think the coolest thing that any of you could ever do is just like what you like, and if it happens to be you know one over the other, so be it. it you know, just like what you none like. None of us, none of us dress like hipsters. No, you know, like yeah, I think you like Downton Abbey. What the fuck is that? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> this is British oh, TV. Oh, that's unfortunate. It's fabulous. What is it? Downton Abbey. Maggie Smith's in it. It's and on she's Netflix. Snappy. I, but I was just making it. I was. I was saying that as as a way of being like what like who the like going back to your point. We're, like, who we're the late fuck cares. We're late thirties, forties. Like you wake up, you put on what what clothes you want to put on, what you're comfortable in. You listen to the music that you're comfortable listening to, or you want to listen to, like. And then you guys have the amazing opportunity to just spend every day doing what you want to do. Yeah, we're in control. We, you know, we yeah. have control. We in control the, the environment. You know, we're not. And, and you know, I'm not worried about like people come in and I'll be, we'll be listening to, I don't know, like like 80s pop or something. You know, my favorite band or his favorite band or then his favorite band. Like it's all or, different. Or How like was that Motley Crue? <laughs> like whatever and people oh, like like, it, 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 like yeah sometimes crew? yeah yeah it doesn't matter what you do. have on they'll like, be they'll be someone yeah somebody having on. some kind of fucking comment i i may it's or like, may have not have slipped uh watching a 1983 motley crew live in tacoma washington on concert YouTube? in the shop yeah on youtube <laughs> and there may or may not have been a few f-bombs scattered about well children well, were <laughs> Yeah, it was one of those unexpected, like, oh, shit. That's one of the fu- the funny things in the shop. Whatever you're talking about, and if you say... And this kind of trains everyone about what to say and what not to say. If you say something negative, say maybe you're trying to be funny, and it ends up you know, a negative thing. Without a doubt, without fail, foot in your mouth, someone that's related to is sitting in the waiting room. 
<laughs> Without a doubt, always. It doesn't fail. You say Jesus Christ, there's a priest sitting in the waiting room. <laughs> you say fuck, there's a kid in the waiting room. Without a doubt, every single time. Well, that, that's got to keep you on your toes a little bit about you being learn, like... You, you learn to right. be mindful of your surroundings. But that also makes it awesome because it's not like this regimented experience for everybody. It's like it's like you kind you guys kind of adapt to whoever's coming in there and 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 it's ever changing. Yeah, and and what you're doing is you're taking all these different ingredients from all these different people. You know, we have some, and, and, and we we try to be, you know, accommodating. But if some people get, you know, too offended, well, maybe it's not the place for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna. Not PC, a, but not a, overly. I'm not going to have a right. fucking metal album on because a mom is there with her kid, and it's not offensive. It's just metal, and it, and if she doesn't like it, well, she doesn't have to come back. I mean, we'd love her to come back, and if you like it, that's fine. But like, I you know, I don't know what to tell you. Like, don't this judge. I can't. I can't. Don't I can't there, adjust don't every single thing in our environment for every single person yeah. that walks in there. You're kind of like you. You're 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 kind of like have to absorb some of it. And whether you like it or not, you're going to you're just going to have to, you know, you know, I'm going to be the hokey one, though. Be hokey. I, Don't I be will. Scared. And I'm going to. That, that's my role. Um, you know, it, it's it's Pretty great. T-shirt. Hokey. <laughs> it's great because folksy. <laughs> I grew. I, well, that's how I enter the business being folksy. <laughs> so it's kind of uh, beaten into me. Um, the cool thing is one of the things I've noticed is, you know, Metal playing, uh, covered, you know, covered in tattoos, etc. A lot of moms, especially, see through all of that shit. And, you know, bottom line is they see us be really cool with their kids and give them a nice haircut. And that's it. And and that's that's really like that's blown my mind in, in certain ways. Like, you know, I'm so used to a certain generation being you know, very fixated on image and, and such, even, you know, my, my, my own parents, it's a great and, statement and my dude. own family. Awesome. It's so fucking awesome. We're good at making, you know, people that feel awkward, not feel to awkward see people not just see right past that to what it is that we're trying to do and what we're trying to provide. And, you know, I think those are some of the tightest, you know, bonds and, and greatest relationships that we've formed or at least that I that I appreciate, which is, you know, it, which is why our clients aren't all hipster kids from. It, yeah, well, it's not, I mean, in, in, in a weird way, isn't it like, you know, like, hey, in, 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 in a sense, we're trying to, you know, you shouldn't have to do this, but, you know, like see past the metal music or see past right. because we're going to look past it on you. Right. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because you're not you don't look like the people I hang out with. Like that's crazy. That doesn't like, mean that you're not someone I'd hang but out with. But it is with. about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Some yeah. of my best friends, like some of the some of the people that have been closest to me in my life, have virtually nothing in common with me. Like as far as our interests or you know what have you. But but they're nice, good just, dudes, just good people. And, yeah, you know, that's it. They can see past your folksy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's you know what. That's how we have but yes, good clients. Yeah, yeah. You know, teenage clients, adult clients, you know, grandparents, everyone. And we bullshit with every single one of them the same way we would with vice versa. You know what I mean? It's our personality. The shop's personality just kind of works with everyone. It's so if you go back five years ago, how much happier are you guys now? 
Oh, totally. I was. I'm an owner now, man. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> It'll ride or die on me. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking thrilled, man. Yeah. These guys gave me a killer opportunity. So I didn't even think it was possible. Quite honestly, you were ready to get out. I was. I was gonna do it. I didn't expect it to. Be he here. was. He was moving. I knew. I knew he was. I felt it. How, it's just amazing to me. Like all these planets have to be in alignment for like this moment. How it's supposed to, you know? Yeah. That's and awesome. That that leads me into I I'm I'm glad that you just mentioned that because I didn't want to forget this, but like what the amazing thing that's going on in Scranton right now with opening the Scranton shop. We were like, like I said before, we were kind of forced into opening that. Like, cause it was just damaging. We were busting at the seams in Archibald. So I remember the day we all talked about it. I'm like, we need to show open up a shop in downtown Scranton. And everybody it was so foreign, it was like downtown scrant we're gonna is it where's the where are people gonna park and like we had like heated conversations about it and it's like well that's fucking crazy and this yeah some pros you know whatever and like whatever so we decided you know and we ended up going to look at uh i inquired about a couple places but when we saw the spot we're in now as soon as i walked through the door i knew like i just knew that that was it and then you know these guys felt the same way and uh you know that was it and what it ended up being was so much more than i ever imagined you know we uh you know moving in where we were um it was across from the bog which you know we've been friends with the owners there um me especially brian craig for a few years by that that point but i wasn't like you know i wasn't like close with them. I just like was friendly with them. And then once we came down there, everybody just welcomed us with open arms, man. Like it was fucking awesome. Like everybody was so stoked to have us there. And uh, we had been friends with uh, Jen at the keys since she started like since the band fucking <laughs> awesome bar there. Like, you know, she, she does amazing things for the local music scene and, 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 you know, that and the bog. And then, you know, we, the guys at the ale house and then, and then right across, across the street, you have, you know, one of the best Thai restaurants in the area. And then you have the only record store. And then you have the only vegan restaurant and then gorilla tattoo, you know, and then the tattoo shop. Like we're just like, like it it was, these are all our friends. We're surrounded by friends and people we grew up with. Matt Hiller, a couple doors down, he's been doing our shit since we first, before we even thought of loyalty, he was friends with us. And then yep. we had him do anything that we could do, all of our signage and our business cards and, you know, graphic stuff. And then, you know, Tyler that has a black casket now that was, I mean, he, he, he did our logo. our logo and like, it was just amazing to get there and, and get the support. We, we, even like things like I, I had cut off uh, uh, one of the owners of posh uh, Paul and, uh, you know that that's like a super classy place really really great restaurant and then they asked us when we were coming to town he's like do you want to come here and do like a pop-up thing for like our first friday so we ended up like setting up barber chairs like the month before we opened is like kind of like a like a soft a welcome to it's the first time we used our appointment system yeah we, we got to try out our appointment system and we worked at posh and like and you know everybody was so fucking they cool. didn't know you know like, they what did they what did they get from us you know what i mean what yeah. we go over and buy lunch once like, yeah just yeah. nice dudes just yeah 
helping Everybody people was out. So, and, the, and the community, it's just such a close, awesome network. Everybody helps each other out. Everything that we need, we get from each other. And it's all like we help each other out. And then now, um, then when the post opened up, they that kind of like filled the void after Fanciful Fox went to Brooklyn. They were doing really great. We're and they, in Fanciful Fox. And, and, and they moved to Brooklyn and and we, we were there now. And then the, the Ashley at the post opened up. And then now that blossomed into us having an entire product line that she makes made two us. doors down from where that's we're. <laughs> you know three doors down that way she's making all of our products labeled three doors down labeled three doors, doors down the other way <laughs> mad hiller designed all of our labels so within three businesses on adams avenue we're all coming together to make you know, the products that are sold in our shop. <laughs> Brian more, helped us paint from the bog. <laughs> you know, Brian, Brian came over. That was like, welcome to town. I'm going to paint your fucking place. <laughs> like he has three jobs. Like he came he's at nighttime. And a we baby. Had, we were there yeah, he's, he's si- we were amazing. till six in the morning, fucking spraying tiles and shit, you know? And like, you know, like it was, it was crazy. Like I, every, it was just after at first it was just a thought and it was like kind of crazy. And we're like, I don't know, like, is that what we should do? And then, all of a sudden, when we got into it, it was just like, wow, like this is fucking awesome. And then like everybody that there's such a close knit network in Scranton and everybody is so genuine. Yeah, Stop shit talking your city, by the and way. People. That live yeah, there. really. Like I, I there are there I are, wanted you guys, to get are out. all you guys from here. Dunmore. Born and raised. Yeah. I'm, I'm, have I'm, you seen like, I mean, is, is that something that you can noticeably see? My is God, like, yes. that, that I have friends. Like, I have friends from big cities that come in that they're they're from california or they're from new york or they're from philadelphia and they're like i can't believe that this shit is going on scranton like it's just like so cool like the community that you have here you know and take a step back and watch it grow man the, the businesses cool you, you see in downtown right now I, I mean my years might be off a little bit but it's it feels like not that long ago they would have never thrived here like a carl von lugers it would have never made it here you know that's a great a decade point. or so, yeah. give or take. Oh my god! You know what I'm saying? Um, well, there are, are ter- you imagine the former Trader, table you imagine? restaurant? <laughs> it like you can't believe, you know, when you when you go there, it's like think the year we graduated. Can you imagine a place like that? Fuck no, dude. Never. Even and this sounds like this might sound really dumb, but even that the the city market, like to me, I, I look at that place. <clears throat> the place is great, by the way, but I look at the I look at that place as a symbol of. If you live downtown, which, by the way, there is a shit ton of downtown living now, Rat which so. n- was never it was never that way. But if you live downtown now and you need some basics, I imagine it was prior to that. It was always you, you have a choice. To, you got to get in the car yep. and go to go, go somewhere whatever. So isn't no, that is that a testament it's, it's, to the growth of the city? It absolutely is. You it's, need it's, a fucking grocery store in the middle of the, like it's, a it's, small it's, very, it's almost a self-sustaining community. And I kind of feel like that's what, you know, our shop just sort of adds to that. You have Your the grocery mart, you have the, you know, X, Y, and Z, you got the barbershop, like borderline not needing a vehicle. Yeah. 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 And now the Leonard, whenever that happens, like that's, we didn't even know about that when fuck, we opened up the business. We had no thing. idea. No and, fucking and, clue. and for that to be like a, an actual venue that has like shows like that to be Open your front door the street, and there's your like, customers right across the street. Like people that know, would that would freak. I have I have a feeling they're gonna do big things. Think about think about when you go to I've been going to shows <clears throat> since as long as I could drive. You know what I mean? I'll go anywhere to see a show. And you know, you go maybe 
you know, you're always working whatever job you, you get out early, you go to the city, you have like X amount of time. So you're going to kind of almost spend your time within like a couple blocks of that area, you know, and think about the crock rock, put yourself in Allentown at the crock rock. Yeah. When you would go see a show there, you would walk for pizza for the place next door. You'd walk up and down the street looking for places to shop at while you're while you're there yeah. waiting before the show. That's the scenario. Well, that's the well, that's the synergy of like what you guys are talking about. Like every one of you, even the the all the all the small businesses down there are good for each other. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they're good for commerce amongst everybody because they're going to. There's keep- nothing that couldn't open there that wouldn't <clears throat> help anyone else. Since we board. opened, I think we counted around the same time that we opened. I think there was like seven businesses that opened up in Scranton that are all all of them are going to do well and they have been doing well you know what i mean like you have there's none that have restaurants shut down. <laughs> and and oh my god and and you know stores and uh you know ashley like at the post like it's it's they all just keep popping up and it's like a snowball effect like at first it's kind of like eh, it's iffy now it's not even iffy like you know that you know, it's you're not taking that big of a chance anymore. You know what I mean? Because it's like there's something happening. And, uh, you know, yeah. we're, we're like I said, really stop shit talking to your town. Go out and look around, man. There's yeah. stuff to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> you're the no. new spokesman for Lackawanna County. Like, <laughs> it, drives, it drives me <laughs> that, that, fucking crazy. It's it's good, I, 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 I 100% agree with you. That is, I'm stoked about being here now. Like, I didn't feel that way. And, and even like we're talking about back in the day, like I being into music, like, please, 10 years ago, could you get. Could you even find a decent venue to go see original, good original bands it, around here? Yeah, we had how two, many? Two. We. Three. I mean, you know, it, it's 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 always been in flux. I mean, you know, older you, you, heads, you'd have a couple. And it's always been. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, oh yeah. yeah. You, it's always been never, well, fifteen years ago. It's been a whole lot of cover bands. Cover bands and sure. There, you would never, never ever, venues for like ever, original music. Ever go out to like a bar and pay a cover. To see an original band that didn't exist back then. Like you might have like, uh, you know, an all ages show where they were doing it at like a fucking skate park or like doing whatever or, or you know, CC's when that was open. That was a different thing. But like to go downtown and go to, to a, a bar, bar and pay a cover and see three original bands playing. That was fucking unheard non-existent. Of. Yeah. Right. People wanted bullshit cover bands playing, you know, fucking Everclear and you know, whatever. Oasis. So, now yeah, and, and now there's <laughs> that's covers. happening, you know, all around. Like it's not only like, you know, the keys, but you know, the bog or, you know, it's, it's, it happens. You know what I mean? Like now it's actually a reality where, you know, you can go and see good original music, but you know, just to, I just want to hit on Anthony's point, you know, stop shit talking your city. Like, that fucking drives me nuts when people bitch about there being nothing to do or how it sucks here. You know, if, if you're, I don't know, it's it's like a personal beef I have, but if you're constantly saying it sucks here and you still live here, well then something's off. Something's wrong with you, not the area, man. Yeah, but I, I used to live in LA and I'm the guy going like, oh, there's nothing it, to do here. It's, it's like, that's my fault. It yeah. drives me nuts, yeah. man. Like, like, the older I get, like the more I'm, I'm learning that this is a really great place to live, and it's you a know, good balance. You it, know? It's it's a great balance. I can never afford to, you know, have some of the things I have 
living here if I lived in, if if my wish you know did come true and I I did live in New and York and it's not or, solely monetary it's it's intrinsic it's emotional even it's, even yeah, spatially value, yeah. speaking yeah I have a dog in a yard mm. like my dog <laughs> my dog has a yard my brother's dog does not you know the kitchen yeah yeah, yeah that yeah. shit matters it yeah. really does yeah. you know it, I don't want. I'm eight, I'm getting older. I don't want bullshit. Like you start to appreciate comfortable. What, what's around you exactly. And should I feel the need to, uh, you know, venture out? You're two hours. You're yeah. two hours away. Sure, Philly, it's New great. York. I had a, a my my buddy came in to work uh, the Electric City Tattoo Convention, and you know he's been coming here for a few years now, and he was out in California and San Francisco's like, you know the spot for tattooing like it's it's Frank? you know yeah you have to you know you have to be good if you're gonna make it there so he he decided he 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 makes it every year no matter what he's got going on and uh he crashes with me and we end up like you know none of us end up sleeping and it's a fucking <laughs> four-day thing but um he brought a buddy from <laughs> oakland and he was like scranton you're going to Scranton? He's like, and all my buddies in California are like, you're going to Scranton, PA? Because, like, like, you know, for whatever reason, people know what Scranton is. They know the word. But yeah. they don't know. I mean, maybe it maybe it does have a negative connotation. I don't know. Because, like, all you have really is the office, which, you know, doesn't really put it in a really bright light. Kingpin. And then you have. Yeah. <laughs> and Home Alone. Or Home, Home Alone. alone. <laughs> or, 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 like, you Friends. know. It's it's really not in a really bright light, so nobody really knows. And they're like Scranton, and it's like yeah. So you brought one buddy from Oakland came out, and he came yeah. out, and like the <laughs> first day he was like, "I'm so fucking glad you brought me here." Like you know, people are so real here, and there's like such a because like California is so big, and any city you go, to, like nobody's like everybody's like friendly, but you don't have that really like. Yeah. small like close-knit community and it just like blew him away like and then after he spent like three days here he was like fucking in love with it like he was just like this is so i awesome, brought my friends you know? they're like what do you mean it's two dollars for a beer yeah yeah <laughs> we were just <laughs> i just bought a round of drinks for like, everybody's so, how did i do that everybody's so friendly like you know like strangers like you're a friend of a friend that buy you a beer and like yeah. everybody's like you know oh you need a cigarette or like you know do you want to smoke a joint come on with us you know yeah like everybody's just so fucking friendly everywhere you go you know and it's just kind of like you know he 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 couldn't believe like how how awesome it was well it's know? genuine too and it's honest yeah you know even if they're mad at you at least it's honest and you know where yeah. you're coming from and they're not going to hold it back yeah you know do you want to say anything about that <laughs> about people being mean there's enough resources here to go around nobody's competing for anything no i'm but but i mean it scranton's we talked about this before where it's like one of those towns where it's like, okay for me to bash it. But when you bash it, I get really pissed off at you. Not like you in particular, Lauren, but I like get an mad. outsider. I get, I get mad when I hear it and I'm, I'm not technically a native. Right. And that, where are you from? <laughs> I'm Dirty from New York. Jersey. Oh, New York. I thought you said Jersey. Well, I have, I am in Jersey. She's a Northern Northeaster corridor. You're a tri-state area. Tri-state. I don't understand <laughs> anything that's going on. So you, you <laughs> You're from New York. You live in Jersey, and what you you come? You, I came here by choice. Okay, and you live here ago. now, though. I do. Okay. How do you like it? I like it. It's nice. Yeah, let's cross examine. It's nice. <laughs> it's so, but seriously, I grew up in a major metropolitan area, 
And I feel like when I'm here, I can be driving down the street and I know that guy who's crossing the street over there. And I know the guy who owns that business. And you'll over slow there. down for him to cross the street. And, and sometimes that I'll wouldn't wave. happen in New York. It's beautiful. It's great. It's like I've never thought that I'd find a community where I knew yeah. people and they knew me. And, and they liked you. They like me. Yeah. And I like them. Yeah. Everybody's nice. She got it's cha- weird. she got chased out of Jersey. It's, I, I, I don't want to be there anyway. <laughs> but uh, we, we we walk out of the shop every day, and it's like everybody. Hey! Every, it's like, yeah, it's like a normal yeah, rock all day, dude. Too. It's <laughs> fucking crazy. Like to be like walk out and like you know to see you know uh, you know Craiger from the bog or, or or Brian or you see Jonesy coming in and out every day, and then like Matt Hiller comes in and stops and has a cup you know a cup of coffee and chills out, and it's just really? like. People perceive you guys like that? No, I, that's it's not as cool. Everyone but you. As, no, wow. it's not, not every day. Not every day. How often? How many times? How many times? Now, who's in Scranton? We get Are you in Scranton? I'm in Scranton, and you're up in Archibald. Get rocks yeah. thrown. Out. So how many? So how many times a day does somebody walk past the window and just do like a? Aaron Ferranti has pressed his bare ass up against our glass more than he's. I mean, the only person. That's why you got to get APC for him. You just got to. Yeah, we got to press him all, all, all the time. Yeah, he does it all the time. <laughs> He's the singer for Clever Clever. And he puts his bare ass on our window all the time. Why? And then he calls and pranks us sometimes, which is really funny, actually. Like, because we don't answer the phone. Yeah. So, like, because we don't like our system is like it's all. Online. online. So, but if you're like old and you can't make an appointment, or if you're, you know, technically disabled and you can't, whatever, you can leave a voicemail. And then we'll call you back and we'll make the appointment manually for you. So he'll call up and like say fucked up shit like jerky boys until it runs out. For 25 minutes. <laughs> and then he'll call back and do it again. And then he'll do it again. And we're like hearing it. I come to the, the thing the whole time because he knows we're not going to answer. The, but he does, there's people in the chair like we're fucking hanging on the shop and you can hear it like going on. <laughs> but yeah. That's awesome. And you know we're so stoked. The Scranton shop that the new dimension is that the first Friday thing, like we've been so lucky. Like we we do music and art every first Friday, you know, since we started and we plan to continue to do it. Yeah. Forever. You want to see what's going on in your city? Go you know, out first we built, Friday of every month. We man. built a shop with that in mind. Right. We have like a 35 foot art rack. It's really easy to, like, oh, wow. hang, you know, to hang. And so that's like an attraction. And then we have a space that we leave open in the front. So a band can set up and play we do that every first Friday. And uh, this past one, we had um, Chris Marin from Art Rage Tattoo, who is a fucking killer painter. Um, really cool, like tattoo style, like traditional stuff. And a uh, great tattooer. And uh, Pity Party played oh, did they? the first acoustic show. Because we like to do it. We got it like toned down. It has to be stripped down a little bit. Because we're like, actually, the art show's going on. We're still working. Like, we work until nine and there's apartments above us and there's apartments above us <laughs> wow. and there's an art show yeah. going on. so like it has to be like stripped down but we do live music and they did like their first acoustic show and they killed it it was fucking awesome it was really fun hmm. so you know that that's a whole new dimension that we love being involved in yeah what city can you go to and walk into a barber shop and you know yeah. hear a band and see art on the wall yeah. and stuff What's like cool that it's that for sale and you can nowhere you yeah. know, you could, it changes every month, every time. So if, it, if a guy's on a one month cycle of hair, like getting haircuts, 
every single time they come in, there's new art to look at. Jeff, and zero. Possibly every buy. first Friday. Yeah. Jeff, zero. Every single time he sees a band of new artwork every time he's in the Every time. Yeah. So. And with the, you know, the, the Leonard opening up soon, I mean, we, we just interviewed uh, Thaz uh, Wayland, who's the uh, going to be the general manager there. <laughs> it was a very long conversation, I'll tell you that. He can he can uh, talk a, a dog off a meat wagon, but uh, but his bitch. voice is like a jackhammer hitting concrete. <laughs> is, 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 did he laugh? laugh? I'm sorry, his laugh. <laughs> he totally laughed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I <laughs> he he uh, he's uh, let's preface all of this with saying he's an incredible individual. No, yes. no, we, we love Bass. No, he's a good friend of ours, and you know, and now we get to see him every day. <laughs> oh, he's amazing. Yeah, we 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 talked to him about you know the the plans for Leonard and stuff. Cool and I, uh, yeah, I think so. And oh, it's, it's a, good, a good position for him to be in. Absolutely. Yeah, because I mean that that's so needed around here. You know, in all ages. Gives venue. Sense, since yeah. Tink's closed, where has there been to see? You know, even the one hit wonder kind of bands or sure nowhere, nowhere. The cultural center, maybe if you're lucky, we'll get something in. Besides yeah. that, you drive to Stroudsburg. So the possibility of it being. You know, like I said, across the street from us in, in the old moonshine. It's yeah, I imagine it being on that kind of circuit, like the, like the Sherman, the Sherman, Sherman yep. kind of, you know. I can't wait. And, and they, and we they know get as good, much as anyone else. So we don't know. Like, I wish know, they get good crowds down there. So, I mean, it'd be great to have some of them come up here, you yeah. know, instead, you know, and then they're frequenting all those businesses, you know, yep. they're checking out the downtown, you know, they're yep. discovering everything. It's all moving forward. Like wrestling coming back. Did you guys see that? The yeah, yeah, we did a we did a story on that. What, actually, one, one we have our, some photos. One of our customers wrestled that, that yeah. night on the card. Oh yeah, we have yeah. a customer. He wears a loyalty shirt. He that's awesome. His signature awesome. move is the loyalty bomb. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, the man, Johnny Moran. <laughs> Yeah, when when the 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 Scranton CYC makes a comeback, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> shits on the up and up. Absolutely, orange, orange drinks for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> When Ecto Cooler comes back, that's it. That's it, man. <laughs> Why won't that come back? I know. I've I've made that argument for, you for years it on now. eBay. It was How much so is it going fucking for good. Oh god. I had it once years after it was out. They called it Mean Green Tangerine. Not yeah. the same. Yeah. Close. <laughs> it's got <have> Slimer. <laughs> it's got to have Slimer on the front. Yeah. Got to have Slimer. Well, you know, I, they they missed the opportunity because the the 30th anniversary of Ghostbusters was last year. Yeah. They and they had all kinds that, of man. merchandising tie-ins. Yeah. Like they had Ghostbusters donuts. What the fuck does Krispy Kreme have to do with Ghostbusters? Bring back fucking Ecto Cooler. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, they can bring back Cherokee Red. Right. Well, there's how many years that? Oh, oh yeah. We're, yeah. Yeah. Remember? We're yeah, it's been bad. And it does not go good well with vodka. <laughs> or, no, it's you know what it's horrible with. It's horrible with whipped vodka. Absolutely <laughs> with, horrible. With cream, with, with cream I, I would never dream of putting oh, the two together. <laughs> um. So. I totally forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say, what's next? What do you? What's in the, any irons in the fire? Or ah, uh, wow. Fill both shops for sure. Yeah. Number one, fill both shops. I mean, you, but you, I mean, you guys are pretty consistently every day, right? Safe to say, pretty much. Safe to yeah. say, knock on wood, it's a goddamn blessing. <laughs> and you know, and you, there's there's waves. It, it, there, there's patterns. Uh, Benchmarks for sure, depending on holidays, depending sure, on what's sure. coming. You know, Christmas, any, Christmas any, any holiday that involves going to church or seeing your mom. We're, we're guaranteed we're busy. Yeah. <laughs> or, sure. or seeing your mother. Yeah. But uh yeah, I, I, you know, nothing um 
nothing in mind other than just uh you know trying to perfect what what we have and and uh keep both shops busy and doing well the product line is probably the newest biggest thing yeah. right now now what's that you guys are actually from own- the post yeah. again we said she's three doors down adams towards mulberry no pun intended no <laughs> awesome <laughs> girl night. sorry not made a bunch of cool shit for us you know she's making our aftershave uh wax for your beard for your mustache which when you come in to get when i get my mustache <laughs> yeah when lauren, yeah. lauren comes in for her, her mustache she could use the uh-huh. The beard oil. <laughs> you, have, you need to get like the big, yeah, big hand. This one, yeah, no, yeah. I, that's that's totally what I would go the for. The fisticuffs, totally. Oh yeah. Now she's she's doing awesome stuff for us. We, we just kind of had the idea of doing some shaving oil instead of a shaving cream. A bunch of and stuff. She makes she makes all that there. Yep, that's incredible. Yeah, it's all all natural. Uh, no fragrance, no chemicals, all essential oils. How does it? How is it even possible to do? I have no idea. That's why she does. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. <laughs> That's so why it pays to have friends. So, yeah. you, I mean, you know, do you guys plan on a third shop, fourth shop, fifth shop, forty-eight shops? Yeah, wherever it takes us. I, I, yeah. yeah, I, I couldn't even say. You know, it's. I never thought there'd be a, a first one. <laughs> quite honestly, or a second. So, who's to say? You know, real quick, was that a hard decision for you guys to to do a second spot? What was the hardest part? Doing a second spot or picking the second spot? Get close. Oh, oh no, go ahead. I don't know. Go ahead. You could feel you this guys, one. I, I'm kind of the outside perspective. I came on. I was a cosmetologist. I, I don't feel like there was anything hard about this decision. No, I, I, I absolutely. I mean, was it just one day in the shop? Where you're like, uh, we yeah, it, that's spot. exactly what we, it was me, like. Jim and I kind of sat. We were sitting outside after a work day, having a beer, and just he kind of knew what was up and I, I kind of knew what was up and, and we just aired it. And, you know, we were both on the same page. We were that, just getting our asses kicked for so was, many that days. That was probably the easiest decision that business wise that I, we have ever made. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird to think about. Cause like, you know, Archibald is where I, I it was just hard to imagine, you know, just being somewhere else. And then we had to make decisions on who was staying and who was going. That, and, that was probably the weirdest part. Yeah. Uh, just just, up deciding who just was se- separating up the team and like, yeah, because yeah. we wanted there. it to be like elements like you couldn't just like bring one person there and then like hire all new people and then just be like, oh, they just hired a bunch of people for the new shop. Right. So we completely like split up like it was like, you know, I did break a band up to start. A second band be as successful <laughs> as the first band, but yeah. still be on the cool. same tour. On the same tour yeah. and still friends. But that we we decided to give, you know, new features to the new shop, and those being, you know, it, it, people ask forever for appointments. So it's completely it's appointments only. Archibald is walk-ins only. Um, you know, same like, genus, as I different said, species, same nice. same quality. Same people. I mean, you know, me and Anthony were half of the shop. Yeah. We split and went there. So same people, um, same I, quality. We went from same. seeing certain people all day long to seeing them once a week when they stop. You know, Brian, st- Brian, Lindsay, Toxic, you know, yeah. Shane every now and then stops down. Yeah. Fridays after work because our hours are slightly Pro- yeah, Probably the, the like personally the hardest part of that work dynamic or, or excuse me, uh, of that 
you know, decision was is was the the work dynamic, and you know, it, it was it was weird. This is what worked for the, so the, long. We had, I mean, we had to do it. That there just was no other way. But like the first few months was really weird. Yeah, it was weird. We man. miss each other. You know what yeah. I mean? I miss and, each uh, other. You know, I was crazy. so used to like having Anthony in front of me and Jim to the left of me, and you know. There was a, we left them all alone. It, it was just yeah. It was just it no. took, you guys had the Skype set up now. We're <laughs> not even. We, we, we don't. We don't have, we don't have internet in Archbold. We send uh, tasteful. No. We send <laughs> ta- we send tasteful nudes to each other. But, um, <laughs> you know. Also, in that though, you know, I mean, obviously, you have to do what's best for business, and in that, it's even though you know I don't cut in Scranton. I feel no greater pleasure than to see that place thrive. You know, it's an awesome feeling. I put a lot of time in there along with, you know, Jim and Anthony. Like yeah, Brian's got and, as much elbow grease in there. Doing, as doing, you know, whatever. Even, he doesn't even work there. He did all this work for a place that... But... Yeah, we did all the work ourselves pretty much. I mean, you know, remodeled the place. And we were doing that on our days off while we were working a full schedule at Archibald. Wow. And yeah, Brian we built, signed the lease. Brian that, built new... And doesn't even get to really we, work. We yet. signed the lease in like July and we opened in November and it was like every like Sunday, Monday. And then, you know, I went down some Tuesdays. Anthony went down a couple days. Like, you know, I brought in, I you know, all the help we could get from friends that were, you know, carpenters or plumbers or whatever. But I mean, for the most part, like. You know, me and Anthony, they grew up in the building trade. So we like did, you know, did some flooring, did some sheetrock, did some painting and did some fucking Craiger helped out with some of the painting. And like, you know, we just and did whatever, you know, and 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 did it on our days off while. And then, you know, the big reveal was in November, November. It was a, a shitty, you know, couple months. It's, yeah, it was brutal. It's, it sucked. I, was in, was I, I don't think I could have handled one more month to tell you the truth. I was, <laughs> I, I remember, I remember, it. you know, doing the Archibald remodel and it was, it was brutal. Yeah, they went through it twice. I didn't, I only did it with the new one. These guys had to do it with the old. When one. we were in Archibald, we, we were just used to like, we were afraid of changing and we were used to working six days a week. That was, we worked like six full days a week. Like, Thursday was 11 hours, I think. Yeah. And most days were 10 and we were six days a week. So then 11, if you're Archibald, lucky. we would literally me, Brian and Joe would clock the door, change our clothes and start fucking tearing up carpet or like start painting or whatever and work until we couldn't anymore. We're like, you know, like dizzy and fucking tired and it'd be like two in the morning and we would just leave and then like try to get everything buttoned up because we would be opened up again <coughs> on Monday and you know we were Saturday night, Sunday, Monday open back up, and we never like closed. Like we would wow. just like do it on you know, and we did Archibald. We did everything. The machine had to keep running. everything on our own. Like we I remember coming tore up tore walls down and, and fucking Funko and Malone were carrying flooring. <laughs> yeah, we, all of our friends, all of our goon fucking buddies. Like was a co- goon. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We love that word. We would just come up. They would come up and be like, all right, well, what do you want me to do? And we're like, all right, well, you do this. And like, you know, this guy be painting that. And, you know, but guys that never even seen fucking flooring laid down and be like, you stand here. And we had like the day we did the flooring. There was like a seven person operation. Like, remember, I figured out like an assembly line, (laughs) like cutting boxes open. I'm like, dude, like we never even seen flooring laid before. We laid the floor ourselves. Like monkeys fucking. And uh, yeah, yeah. these these two were awesome. I, I know shit about like. 
you know, any of that stuff. That's why I became a barber, not a plumber, you know, carpenter. So thankfully they were, they carried a lot of the load on, on the remodel. It's a real labor of love, man. Yeah. Oh my God. If you, so if I didn't love it, there's no way that any of that would have been, I mean, there's, yeah, we built our house. I haven't seen a 40 hour fucking week in, when's the last time any of us seen a 40 hour week? You know what I mean? Like what's, yeah, but would you really um, want to see it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody hesitated on that one. Yes. Yes. That was Don't, a surround please. That, yeah. Yes. Yeah, someday. Yeah, maybe. families and shit. You know, there, there's there's perks and and not. And yeah. that's that's one of them. You work you know, everybody thinks you, you got it made, but you you work a, a whole bunch you work of hours. Fucking hard. And it's not just cutting hair. We work the days hard. off that I have, like one of them I spend with my wife and the other one, you know, it's back to you're taking care of all your bills, et cetera, shit for the shop. Like, so it's not a day off. I spend one drunk and then the other one doing getting hungover drunk again, <laughs> hung over. Mind you, I'm not complaining, but you know, it is what it is. You know, I, I love when I, I hear of people that have like, Three, four, five weeks of paid vacation. What the fuck is that? Oh, man. <laughs> paid. Va- yeah. I don't know. Five can, weeks. Can do, wait, can I do a quick lightning round? Yeah. In fact, uh, if, if that's how you want to end it, that's cool with me. Do you want to? I'm going to ask one question that they all three. And then do you want to ask one? Okay. Oh, if you did get, if somebody told you right now, tomorrow, you would have three or four weeks paid vacation, nothing to worry about. Somebody's going to cover the shop. Where would you go? Uh, Europe for the entire month. Back to Venice Beach. Alaska. Cold. Yeah. You like the cold? I do. I do, man. All right. What do you want to do? That actually negates one of my rapid fire cues that I had prepared entirely, which was, would you rather have be dropped off? No, do that. Okay. Yeah, do it. Would you rather land broke in Alaska or Cutter? Alaska, for sure. Or who? Cutter. <laughs> the hell's a well, sometimes I'm gonna go to Alaska just because I don't know what the other one is. <laughs> <laughs> We're dumb barbers, you gotta realize this. Eighth grade education is always the latter. I do know what cutter is. Cutter. So it's is a, a Middle Eastern a, country. Sometimes pronounced Qatar. They do oh, okay. Qatar, well, yeah. But it's basically like America of the Middle East. I still go to if you said Dubai, I would have been all over that because they have right. gold toilets there, I think. But what <laughs> But aren't they what, what, time, what time of the year is it? Because if it was summer, I'd go to Alaska. Okay. I, there's no time of the year. Well, it matters. <laughs> you're, you're just going to be stuck there. Maybe for, for an a entire month? year. Oh, an go indefinite amount. Uh, yeah. I'd still go to Alaska, I think. Yeah. Okay. Is, that, is that it? Yeah. How do you measure success? Ooh, that's a good What's one. What's that? How do you measure success? Less fulfillment and happiness. Anyone else? Lack of stress. Oh, balance. (laughs) Um, thank you guys for thank you all your time. Thank you. And I know it's a Monday. Thank you. You guys are working your asses off. And this was so much fun. Thank you. Was it really? Yeah, it was. We always get. 
Maybe you know, that's me. That no, that's that's usually the the reaction is is that's at the first people are nervous or they they don't uh, they're like ah, I don't know about this Good. and then by the end of it they're like when can we come back? The, 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 the end was I know I know like ten people that did it before we did it and everybody was like it was so much fun. Let's go. Well, we wanted to polish all the wheels before we got you guys. Right, right. You know what I mean? You guys had a slot to fill, is what happened, right? No, no, you guys gives a shit about a bar. No, no bullshit. You guys have been on the schedule. When we first did the schedule, there was a want list. And it just said scumbag. It said scumbags. And they went right to us. It said barber goons. But you guys were on the we want to get list since we started. So thank you for coming. And thank you. I'm blushing. Well, well, it's because you know it's hot in here. He's pink too. Now, it, pink. if if only I could take advantage of your wonderful haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> Me that's your, too. That's your sex machine solar panel, man. That's what you got. Sure. Well, Once again, guys, thank you so thank much. You. Thank come you. in and hang. Just come in and hang with us. You don't have to. Do they? Do you guys have a number where people can call? LoyaltyScranton.com. Everything's online. Or LoyaltyBarbershop.com. That covers both shops. Yeah. Or LoyaltyArchibald.com. All three of them. Whatever. They all go back to the same website. Yeah. 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 Perfect. That it? Facebook, yeah. Instagram, all that. Awesome. Yep. Web store, big loyalty barbershop, big cartel. You buy all of the products that we talked about from the post and our merchandise. That's, that's all like the that's all like the 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 oils, the yep. beard yeah. wax. Yep. Shampoo, yeah. conditioner, Adam's beard oil. And those t shirts. You see those you see that logo everywhere. Mm-hmm. T shirts, hoodies, yep. all we that. got a couple benefit things coming up. Yeah. Do you guys have zip up hoodies? Not yet. We don't. We were going to. I yeah. It's the only hoodie. thing I want. Yeah, a lot of people. Pe- Whenever anybody is, is like, we got swag. I'm like, do you have zip up hoodies? Yeah. Like, no. And I'm like, we'll make it happen. I I'll just one. One. All I need Soul. is one. Because I did that for Blinded Passenger. I had that one. Yeah, right. That I can only wear in, to their show and home. Right. That fucking zip W-Y- up Would you die for D- your government pussy? F Y G P question mark. By, by wolf, what? Wolf Cola. Well, always <laughs> sunny, always sunny show. Oh, geez. <laughs> Fight milk. Thank you very much for educating me on the ways of stylists versus barbers. It was very informative to me. You just read that. Like that was really monotone. I don't think you give a shit. <laughs> that no, wasn't convincing at all. No, no, She's no, going no. back to the same bitch tomorrow. <laughs> that's her give a shit voice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Good night.